A world in ruins and brothers betrayed. The vengeful spirit has finally left the orbit of Istvan III. Countless brother Astartes lay cold in the ground, betrayed by their own gene fathers. Whatever has possessed the minds of these four sons of the Emperor, we may never know. However, reports abound of a ship under fire jumping into the warp away from the fleet may yet be a herald of light in these darkest of times. Stay tuned, brothers. Radio Free Istvan will continue to broadcast updates on the movements of the Trader Warmaster. And remember, the Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? And welcome to episode 47 of Radio Free Istvan, a Horse Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael, and I have my co-host here right next to me, Finally, I'm touching him. I'm we're, touching him, folks. We're, we're touching right now. We're touching. Ryan, go and say what's going on, Ryan. What's going on, Ryan? <laughs> and uh, you'll also hear in the background, you'll hear lots of talk and lots of banter. Hopefully it's not overwhelming, but I'm pretty sure you're going to hear our voices just fine. Uh, that in the background is day two of South Texas in Flames. We uh, we got in a little corner. We got a little baby set up over here with like a... Holding co- hands under the table. <laughs> holding hands. While the Texas sun sets <laughs> through the window behind us. We took our shoes off and we're playing footsies. So in the background, you'll actually hear them playing uh, a, a pretty... pretty. Uh, there's two mega battles going on. I, I don't know if it's mega battles. It's just like Horus Heresy large point games behind us. I see uh, one, two, three warlords, a shitload of warhounds. Uh, a Countless stor- knights. Countless knights. Too many knights to count. Uh, the uh, Stormbird. The, okay. I think there was like five Olators here. The Ordinatus Olator. Yeah, there's five. There's five of them running. A couple of them were actually in the mission themselves. That were. Uh, we have an interrupter. Hold on one second. Here we go. Right in the middle of the podcast. The Stiff 3 Melter The Stiff 3 Melter Rule. Everybody that has a Melter Bomb can use it. Multi bombing for the win. That's it. Man's game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, five ol- olasaurs everywhere. It's 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 been a uh, it's been it's been pretty crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on. So many nights. I didn't realize how impractical a stormbird was until today. I guess you don't realize like how actually like how big it is until it's. Uh, he said that uh, before he put it on the stand, he weighed it, and he said it weighed thirty pounds. That's nuts. That's thirty pounds, really? Yeah. That's. That's, that's huge. Like, I like how he has, like, he as part of his base, he has the Bastion. Well, like. uh, I don't know if he listens or not, and I'm not being rude, and I'm sure he knows this, but the kid with it looks like he'd be blown away by a stiff breeze. Yep. And yeah, we're looking at him right now. The Stormbird is about <laughs> the size. Yeah, he's holding it right now. It is one quarter of his body weight, yes. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big Stormbird. He's trying to hold it. Hold on, I'm going to snap a picture. As he, said that as he told Josh the other day that he's going to l- – He's gonna look like Josh. Um, by the by, like if he goes to Adepticon with it, he'll look like Josh by the end of Adepticon from all the weightlifting he's gonna be doing. <laughs> he's gonna be fucking ripped because <laughs> he's totally jacked. Just carrying that storm. He's gonna look like around. he's shooting Deca right into his bunghole. Uh. So anyway, guys, uh, <laughs> we have a uh, pretty good show for you guys. Uh, let me go ahead and break this down. We're gonna go through our normal opening. It's gonna be a little bit different because Ryan's here next to me, so and we got a lot going on around us. A car <laughs> car alarm just went off. Um, we're going to go into some stiff talk. We're actually going to talk about this event that we're at right now. Uh, we're going to give a, an event shout out. We have a couple lists we're going to go over. We've got a Mechanicum 2500 talk model list, a Militia 2500 point list, 
with uh, Survivors of the Dark Age, Warrior Elite, uh, a World Eater Word Bearer crossover list at 3,500 points. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And at that point, we're going to go ahead and uh, start playing the voicemails uh, that you guys sent in. So it should be fun. I mean, yeah, the lists we're going over, by the way, were ones I got uh, before the cutoff. So please still uh, give us a little bit of a break. Um, on the list until we get done with Adepticon just because I'm, I'm pretty busy. I had some time this morning to sit down and uh, pound out a few from ones that we'd already been sent. So From uh, Texas. Ryan took a trip down to Texas and is working on y'all's list. That's dedication, Ryan. <laughs> that's, that's, I did one on the plane and then I did a couple this morning while I ate breakfast. Jesus Christ. But Michael's dad is trying to kill me with food. Well, He's like fed we're trying me like fajitas. He's in, fed like, me burgers. Yeah. Like, we're, we know that you're kind of confined. Like, we're all confined to this venue for a couple days. So, it's like, we can't just, like, go out. Like, the event has literally lasted, like, all day yesterday. And then, like, today we're going to be here, like, all day again. So, we have to get the food to you. Yeah. And so, just bring it to you. John's in the way here, but when he moves, it looks like the Warhound is trying to help his buddy up because the other one's sitting down in front of him, and it's got the turbo lasers stuck underneath its arms where the <laughs> other one's down, where it looks like he's like, oh, get you, buddy, like trying to help him stand back up. <laughs> I like how the Warlord is using the dead Warlord as, as like, cover. cover. Yeah. So, yeah, that's – oh, that's what you are talking about. Okay. Yeah, okay. because it, help. it'll get a, uh, a four-up cover or a five-up cover. I guess it would be four up because it's ruins, right? Yeah. It, well, he's. It's all about how much is covered, right? It's twenty five percent, and that that's is fifty percent. So fifty percent of the warlord is in cover. So I mean, that's that's saying something. Like, yeah, <laughs> some good terrain for mega battles over here. So, anyway, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Ryan normally, I, I think we've discussed this many times, but I know we do have new listeners. Ryan's based out of Indiana. And uh, I'm based in Texas. Yep. All right. Well, this weekend, you may have heard some rumors about something called South Texas in Flames 3. All right. That's what's going on in the background right now. That's what we're talking about. Ryan actually came down to Texas to play in South Texas in Flames 3. And we had, a, we had a bunch of people come from. We had a guy from Alaska. He's still here, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no. He took off. He took off. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, Michael John came from Australia. Michael John's rolling around. He's going to be here a few more days. I as was well. the uh, U.S. ambassador to Australia for the trip. Um, I had to sleep in a Nissan Versa in a hot Houston parking lot and almost killed myself <laughs> waiting on him because his flight was delayed. So I almost smothered. Uh, so don't put your pets. In. I know what it's like to be a pet in a in a car that's sealed up because I accidentally fell asleep and that happened to me. And you almost didn't get to wake up. If I didn't have opposable thumbs like I do, uh, where I could turn the key and roll the windows down, I would have died. <laughs> so we got John Michael here, or Michael John from Australia. Uh, Freddie the Swede's here. Freddie the Swede's rolling around. I know he's having a good time. He he got detained in customs. Yep. So he was in customs for like two and a half hours. So Ryan Bridges, instead of waiting in a park, like he had to wait just like I did. Yeah, exactly. It's, he uh, he got the same for what, two hours, and then he said he was like in like the classic like like the the classic beige room 
Yeah, the movie, like when they go, come with us, sir, and they sit you in the room to interrogate you, that was where Freddy was at. Yeah, they put the light on you and try and pull, extract all information. And then he said after a couple hours, they just came in and they were like, our bad, we made a mistake, you can go, and just they, let him in. They show you a picture of a guy with a beard, it's like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You're like, I don't know, ISIS? Uh, wrong answer. <laughs> and then detained. And then for those of you that don't know, he won Coolest Dude, so he won a cold steel gladius so not only did he get held in customs for three and a half hours but now we're sending him back through with the sword <laughs> I, I think I, I think i like okay so so just just so y'all know at the end of the day yesterday we were giving out awards for uh everybody got to vote on who they thought was the coolest dude here and like freddie i don't want to say he won by a landslide but he, he gave he had a lot of votes in his favor so he won the sword, the, the cold steel gladius yeah. that you were talking about, uh, custom powder coated by Grim Brothers Powder Coating and laser etched by Grim Brothers Powder Coating. Uh, but I think the funniest comment was Tim from the Eye of Horus said, uh, he's been in the States for 24 hours and he already has a sword. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and then we, already, we had Michael John had a 45 strapped on his hip. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Tim said, give him a week, he'll have a nuke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, when we went to uh, BW3s last night, Freddie had the sword on him. He had a beer in one hand, a sword on his belt, and climbing into the back of the Nissan Versa rental I had, and he rode over to BW3s with the sword on his belt. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. <laughs> he, he was having a good time at BW3s. It was a, it was a good time all the way around. And so. then uh, you weren't there, but the, he kept drinking. And he would slip into Swedish, so he was speaking yeah. perfect English. And then, like, every fifth word would be a Swedish word, and we'd have to have him repeat it. And then the more he drank and the more tired he got, it was, like, then turned to half Swedish. And then right before he passed out, it went full Swedish. And then he couldn't understand why we couldn't understand him. We were like, what, Freddie? And then he would repeat himself again <laughs> in Swedish. And we were like, we don't understand you, man. And he just kept, like, frustratedly, like, repeating himself in Swedish. And then finally... He literally fell asleep on the table at, at BW3s, <laughs> yeah. and we just like ate around him. And like the waitress was like serving, like serving drinks over his head, and everybody was like coming up and patting him on the arm. And he wasn't—he was just out, out on the table. I, I think my favorite part was uh, was Barth goes, "Hey, he's not gonna drink that beer. Just pass that beer over here." Like just yeah, <laughs> Barth took his beer. <laughs> he's like, "Just let me get that beer." Like it's like a full tall boy, like perfect foam. He'd only everything. taken one drink and then passed out. It was like the most beautiful beer you've ever seen poured. And Barth is just like Barth is not gonna let that party foul happen. He's like, "Just just pass that over here. I'll take hey, that." Hey, uh, I got a picture of the beer in the foreground with Freddie passed out in the background. So we'll make that the cover for the episode. I can do that. That can happen. <laughs> So yeah, so obviously you know, good times were had all around. Uh, let's uh, let's let's, let's Slow postpone. Down. Let's post. I know, yeah. I know. Like we we're like getting, we're, we're running. We're away. sharing memories because it was like such a good night and fun night last night. But we do have to break into some hobby progress. We do have to 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 unload. Ryan, what have you been working on? And tell me, what was, how's this last week been? Hobby uh, progress. This last week has been hell. Um, hell week. Zach kept giving me shit. Like, are you? Ha he kept coming up to me yesterday all day long. Are you not having a good time? Like, every time I look over, I'm like, no, dude, I'm fine. Like, I'm having fun. And he kept saying I had a resting bitch face. You do, yeah. I think it was just because of the grind. Like, I was having fun, but I was still like, today I feel way better than I did yesterday, even though we played yesterday. Um, to finish my Black Shields, to have them here on time, I was, at, I was painting 14 hours a day 
for the last eight, like seven, eight days to get it done. And I finished my last model, I think like 10, I finished it at 11 p.m. on Thursday night, and I had to be on a plane at 8 a.m. the next day. Goodness gracious. Good and, um, so I had to paint a Charybdis and four Dreadclaws in, I think, two and a half weeks or something like that. And, like... And my display... And finish my display board. And you're kind of a perfectionist. Like, this is not a, like, derogatory... Like, you, you like... You are about your models, and you want them to, to reflect how much you enjoy the hobby, so it's not like... Well, they're, like, fully... So people seen, like, weathering, like, chipping, or, like... People a lot of times just do it with a sponge. I didn't use a sponge. I used a precise detail brush. So every little speck, yeah, on the model is done with a brush. Like none of it's sponge, none of it's anything like that. And you actually like, like carved the damage like, in. Yeah, you I took a drill bit and um, a hobby knife and actually did the, like all the chips are actually chipped out. All the scratches are actually scratched into it. And then I painted over that. That's so fucking crazy. <laughs> but it got done. It got done. It is done now. I have to do six more Marauders to make it legal for Adepticon. So I got three days to paint six guys, which I know people at home are like laughing, like, oh, I could do six. That's not me. Like, <laughs> I could do 20 guys in three days. I'm going to have to probably paint 12 hours a day. Samson's probably painting 20 dudes listening to this podcast. Like, <laughs> We've not even made it through the intro. So, yeah, so I got six more guys to do um, for Adepticon. So I literally plan on landing. I'm going to land tomorrow. Okay. Eat lunch with my wife. She's got because you got to pick me up from the airport. Okay. So her, my mother-in-law and her, one's driving my truck and my wife's driving her car. They're gonna meet me at the airport. We're gonna go eat lunch. I'm gonna get in my truck. They're gonna get back in the car and go home. I'm go- going straight from lunch to work, working, and then immediately start painting models. And it's gonna be nothing but work and painting models for three days. How much car time do you think's gonna be in there? Because like you can get her to bring. The models paint in the then, car, and then while she's driving you, you just you just you know whip out like yeah, that's prim- not a bad idea. prime in the bed like as yeah. you're as you're going down the highway. So, I think you'll be all right. So that's really it. I basically just finished my black shield. So I did get them done for stiff. I got the display board fully done. Uh, I li- I thought it looked great. I mean, I was I was happy with it. I wasn't disappointed in anything. I loved your black shields, man. They look um, so good. That display board looks so good. So anybody that's coming to Adepticon will get to see it there. Um, I need to take some better pictures. The one small complaint I had about this venue, which I think everybody had, which we'll talk about it more in Sift Talk, is the lighting is pretty atrociously bad. It's yeah. like playing. I felt like Little House on the Prairie, like we were playing in <laughs> candlelight. Like I expected everybody to be like in bonnets and like all that shit. Like the atmosphere was warm. And old timey, yeah. And uh, you know, if anything, we at the end of the game, you were holding hands most of the time. Like, yeah, that's how it worked. Yep, it was an intimate setting. Intimate. So, so that's that's all I did for hobby progress. What'd you do? Uh, so this table right here, the mega battle that's being played on. Yep. Uh, that was my. All those are all my secret weapon tiles. So I had to get. All those painted up and ready to go, and they're like three color minimum just to like get it going. So I finished all those tiles, uh, and actually, I think probably my and this is probably one of the stupidest things to like take a lot of pride in, but uh, 
so Friday night we set up all this shit. Okay, we got it all ready, got everything out there, and so yeah, because I got here late Friday and kind of helped you. Me yeah. and me and Michael John uh, got in a little early and we helped you guys. Yeah, so we get these uh, we get these eighteen tables set up, and we started at nine a.m. and we all the tables that we had as like a game club, we got them set up. But uh, I'm just gonna shout. I mean, we had uh, Goldmine Games and Comics out of Houston. They sent us four tables. That's a uh, Mike Gupton. He makes some of the best tables. That I mean, one of them was featured in a White Dwarf. I played on two. Two of the three tables I played on were his tables. Yeah. I played on the airfield board, and I played on that ruined city board over there. So yeah. So like you can tell the pride he takes in his table yep. making. Like Looks he's great. Fantastic. It, and you can play on these tables. You can go to Goldmine Games and go play on these tables in Houston, Texas. Just look him up if you're in Houston listening and you didn't know about him. Congratulations, I just told you. And he only does Warhammer at that store. He doesn't do anything else. So, like, you get there, you're going to need to play a game. So, we're waiting on, you know, Goldmine tables to come in. The San Antonio guys, the Goler guys, they brought tables. We love you guys. Goler guys, love you guys. Um, and John Stanford from Dallas, the, the guy that I went to go play at the uh, Texas Toy Soldier, yep. uh, he brought some badass tables. Did you see that asteroid table that I was talking about that I played? Yes, and we played on his Zone Mortalis. I played John on his personal Zone Mortalis table So yeah, on, so, in my third game. So all these tables, and, and Douglas Olsen, he, he did bring uh, bring the, uh, the last bit of some tables in from Goldmine. So anyway, pretty much all day tables were trickling in, coming from yeah. people. And so, you know, we're setting them up, setting them up, setting them up. And we really didn't know how much time we were going to have personally at home before the event that, that Friday night. Yeah. And so uh, so on my table, you know, my, my, my dead warlord table, the, the, uh, the graveyard table, uh, I finally get to kind of look at the mission that was set up for it. And Pretty tells me, he's like, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a data core or a fusion core that got like ejected out of the warlord and that's going to be the main mission is to capture uh that power core that came out of the warlord and i was like well i didn't make a a, i didn't make a uh a a plasma core or i didn't make anything to uh to be this uh i'm watching freddy right now like yeah freddy's coming set with us (laughs) yeah so he's playing with his sword he can pull up a chair he's unsheathed his blade you want to sit with us freddy all right we're gonna get get freddy in this this is the Dreamcast right here, fellas. The sultry tones of Freddy. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty fucking naked. Lost my voice. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, Pretty tells me that there's this fusion core that's uh, been ejected from my warlord, and I'm like, okay, well tonight I'm gonna like rig something up to look like it's carrying a fusion core, right? And so, uh, so. Like that was my that was my plan when all this was done. So, what we didn't leave here till what like eleven thirty midnight last on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So we get home like we kind of unwind and get get back to the house. And I'm like, all right, so I've got to f- make shift something for this fusion core. And so I have already made these storage containers with Camara tracks. Yep. glued onto them and really I was just going to make them little tractors for another table and I was like I'll use this I was like but it's not painted at all so I have eight hours to make this work and I got to get some sleep so that night like Friday night I just like went like it, it was the the same like 
Kenny Boucher white method, where like the one that Scott, Scott used, uses, yeah. the, and he sent me the recipe for. So that it was that wood, then the gray, then the white, and then I did the AK interactive the same way that I painted the the warlord and everything like that. So that night, what, what died? Someone just died. Well, I'm looking. I think it was just right here. So that three by three section has a crashed warlord. A standing warlord, a reaver, a warhound in front of the stormbird, a stormbird, and then an olator in front of that. Yeah, it's a it's a, it. it's a busy little table. That that's actually <laughs> that's that's the table that I. That's where, oh, 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 that's where Magnus needs to gate to and, and do boom. a, a D Nova. D Nova, exactly. <laughs> so absolutely, like so. So the, what I'm trying like. So that night, I painted up this little artillery tractor, right? Yeah. And he's on that table. The artillery tractor yeah, he, is I in the middle it. of all of that. It's the one that's lit, right? Has yeah. the headlights on it. Yeah. yeah. LEDs. So the, it's in the middle of all that shit right now. So anyway, I built that little tractor, painted up, and like I was so proud of that little tractor. I'm like, people are just going to like completely ignore this little guy. Like He's just sitting here driving around. Like He's like a little Wally to me. And uh, like so many people told me, like, I think this table is badass because it has a dead warlord on it. But I'm mostly impressed by that little stupid tractor. Like that is so cool to me. Like it's like it's got its two little headlights. I put LEDs inside of it, and it's lighting up the bottom of the warlord. I'm just like, like it does yeah. look cool because it really does look like it's reclaiming something. Because it was like crawling up the dead yeah. warlord's leg with the headlights like shining up into the warlord. Yeah, it looked really neat. Like like a classic uh, like when the when a when a ship's in space and like the headlights like on the ship you know or undersea movies yeah. where they have like the little submarine with the manipulator arms and they're like you know there's like a wrecked shipwreck and they're shining lights into the hull of the shipwreck that's what it looked like it's so cool man it, it's like it's such a like non-aggressive little model and it's, just, <laughs> and it's just in the middle of all that shit going down right now so hobby progress rise I, I took some pictures of that and I, I'm pretty sure you'll see them floating around the internet of that little uh of that little little tractor, but hobby progress wise, I'm like, I'm like so proud of that little guy because I got so many compliments on him. And like, he's sitting in front of a dead warlord. Like, we were like, <laughs> what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> Where's that kid? Where does that kid come from? So, but anyway, that that that's that's where I was hobby progress wise. Oh, Zach's warhound died. He's carrying it to the dead table. Oh man, that guess. Guess that camo. Who has resting bitch face now, Zach? <laughs> Guess that black label painting camo didn't cover it as well as we thought it would. Seeing all this stuff going down right now, it's like it's it's hard to, to concentrate on what we're talking about. I'm like watching all these people, like because well, I think they're like effectively on like turn two right now, right? Like it's, it's turn I, two. I haven't paid attention at all. I've been bullshitting with Jay about uh, painting. So I don't get to talk with Jay much because he's pretty quiet on the internet. So I've been spending my time wisely with him. Oh, Jay, the silent giant. Yeah, I love talking to Jay. He's awesome. So I don't know. I like I, I'm looking at like all these players going right now, and like it's it's everybody's just happy to have their all their all their big stuff out. So there was a this mission that they're playing right now. Uh, there's a restriction on uh, no single wound models. So there's only you can only have tanks or vehicles or super heavies and all that jazz, or characters. There's a few few people running like two wound infantry models. Yeah, two wound infantry models are good. You yeah. just can't have single wounds. Yeah. So like there's like special terminators and things like there's that. There's a bunch of uh, automata stuff for Mechanicum, things like that. Yeah, 
don't know. It's pretty cool. Stuff's dying in droves. It's super quick. I think I think everybody's having a good time. So anyway, let's talk about stiff, dude. Let's talk about let's talk about the let's talk brass tacks. Okay. What's your thoughts? It was fun. Had a blast. Um, like I said, I, I like the venue. Other than the lighting, there was plenty of room. You weren't like you know nut the butt on anything. Um, all the terrain looked nice. Uh, that was my biggest fear, actually. Like straight up, like uh, uh, after seeing like all the Lincoln stuff, after seeing like all the uh, no retreat pictures and things like that. My biggest fear was like you know these people were gonna come in from like another country and they were gonna you know come play on our terrain. I know that we have a lot of terrain, like personally as a club. Yeah. But I was thinking to myself like, man, dude, like, like I knew we were gonna have like Gupton's tables were gonna club in clutch because those were like. Like if you could, if you bought a professionally made table, that's what you would get, like those tables. But I was kind of like worried about you know what level tables we were gonna have, and like after that first Friday night when everything was set up, like I was so relieved. I'm like, dude, this is like some of the best terrain like I've seen like laid out, and like. Yep. So. One of them ate some of my models. It took me 25 minutes to find my models. One of it was that city board over there. Yeah. There's a bridge that goes over the road, and I had all my Terminators on the bridge. And somehow the somebody bumped it, and it, like, jumped off of one side and tipped, like, and then it became a ramp, and they all slid down. Oh, Jesus. But the problem, like, they all, Pachinko like, kind of clumped up, and I grabbed them and, like, put the bridge back up and put them. And then, like, the, we went through the turn, and then I realized I didn't have, like, where did these guys go? Where's my Terminator? So we got to looking, and I thought, oh, I wonder if they're doing, like, some type of an event thing where, like, one of the organizers, like, runs around <laughs> and is stealing. Because I've heard that before, you know what I mean, where people are sneaking models. Because so- somebody did that at an event. We, we snuck models onto people's boards this game, but not we didn't take anybody's model. Well, but. so, like, I went and asked. I'm like, I was kind of pissed because I was like, I didn't care. Like, if that's part of the thing, it's fine. <laughs> but you need to tell people because I was, you know – I'm particular about my shit. Yeah, no, I get you. So, um, anyway, what happened is underneath that bridge, the, the terrain is so intricate. He had this little doorway that you can't even see because of the way it was light up underneath there. So when it fell down, they'd slid into that window, and they were, like, <laughs> in the terrain. And I had to, like, take apart the whole damn board, and then we finally found them. Oh, my God. So, that's... <laughs> 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 That's the level of detail that you're finding in the terrain. <laughs> and it was painted in there in that room that nobody ever sees. Yeah. Uh, That's... <laughs> but, um... Yeah. I mean, I I had fun. Uh, I played three games. I played two 2,500-point games and a 1,000-point uh, uh, Zone Mortalis game. Did, uh, uh, did, you, did you jump on any of the campaign points or any of the secret objectives or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, the game one, I just had to capture a plasma reactor objective. I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, game two, I was supposed to uh, um, kill something with pre- precision shots. Okay. But I had to kill a, an independent character, and all he had was four wound dynat, and all I had was a single sniper vet squad. So I wasn't able to get that one. And then in the third game, there wasn't any campaign points available. Okay. So, like, pretty much, like, throughout the uh, the entire day, we had random campaign points that would happen and, like, random events and stuff like that. And, like, I thought it was, like, super cool where, like, you know, they'd drop Omegos on a table and not tell anybody except, like, the loyalists knew that, okay, I need to escort him off the table or I need to do something. And then you just get, like, the traders like, 
Why are they so close oh, to that NPC? Against like, me, the the enemy, the uh, traitor general came over and whispered something in Barth's ear during my game, so I knew something was going on, but I just kind of walked away, so I didn't overhear yeah. the spirit of it. So I came back, I made sure they were done, and I came back, and then after the end of the game, Barth told me what it was, and it, it was they were trying to, because he was playing Alpha Legion, he was trying to capture uh, independent characters to interrogate for information, oh, so he, had to, he yeah. had to kill uh, independent characters. Uh, but it, uh, but he wasn't. He didn't get it. I only have two. I have a Reaver Lord and a Chaplain, and he didn't oh, get either one. He got my Reaver Lord. He killed my whole uh, Terminator unit. I have a nine-man Terminator unit with a Chaplain and a Charybdis. So my Charybdis comes in and he one-shots it, kills it, and they get out. And then they get shot by a, like a whole unit of Tartarus that has a bunch of combi plasmas and plasmas. They get shot by a sniper vet squad. They get shot by all this crap and get whittled down to like five guys. And then I charge into the vets and take some more casualties on the way in and fighting them and then kill the vets. And then they get shot at more. He gets me all the way down to where they all die except the chaplain. And the chaplain has one wound. And he flies his lightning over the chaplain and drops phosphex on him, a phosphex bomb Hell yes. on the chaplain. And he does a wound to me with it. One scatters off and one scatters on. And he does a wound. My chaplain has a boarding shield. I made my six-up invul. <laughs> so you just, imagine this, like, dude, he's, like, sees this phosphorus coming down, and he just, like, cat, like ducks what? under his shield and holds that shield above his head. Under his it's dinner like plate shy raining shield. raining phosphorus on him, and it's just, like, you know. Swoo, safe. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So that was my favorite moment, just, like, that visually. Like, if you imagine that, like, this plane, like, it's almost like napalm or whatever does this big thing, and he throws it's like it's like something out of a movie i like uh i think one of my like favorite things was i would see like there was one game on the this snow table that was back by the concessions uh so on the snow table basically that is at the pole of Zena, and so that's where the elevator drill comes in from underground okay and that's where like the magos like leaves and comes in like that's how he gets to the surface of this like drill and so one of the uh, secret objectives was uh, the Magos is, like, hiding in the tree line. And so they put the Magos there, and they told the loyalists, like, hey, you need to capture the Magos and walk him off the table. And it just so happened, like, he was maybe, like, nine inches from the table edge, and they're like, oh, we got this. Like, this, there's a bike squad right here. They're just going to ride up to him, and we're going to take two turns to get him off the table. We're done. We got this. And then, like, the traders have no idea what's going on but they don't fucking trust it, and it's a team game. So they're just like, I don't trust that. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know why they're, like, trying to gather around this Magos. And so they just start blasting, like, everything over there, just murder everything. Like, what's that? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what is <laughs> what is sneakily happening over here? I don't care what's happening. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but you're not going to do it. Like, I don't – it's fucking hilarious to me. Like, there's no – like, it could have been, like, extra, extra points or something like that, or, you know, it's just – they're like, I don't know what that is, but I don't like it, so I'm going to kill it. <laughs> so, anyway, get Freddy. See, see, ask Freddy about his games. How'd you, how'd you do yesterday? Uh, what what kind of games did you play, and what tables did you play on? Uh, the first game I played on table number one, which was that desert table with uh, heaps of ridges and stuff. And I was supposed to destroy uh, beacons that they were supposed to you know, uh, pick it, drop off. Uh, but it, I played an Iron Hands player, and he was really cunning. So, so he didn't he didn't deploy any of his beacon until turn five, and then he dropped everything. And I just went in and tried to shoot 
everything I had against the beacon because that was my secret objective as well. Yeah. Uh, and I got two, and the third one, the, the bastard made uh, six four plus invulnerable save to kill it. Yes, <laughs> uh, of course, and, and, right? And even taunted me because the last one, the tank, in his turn, then exploded, and it actually wounded <laughs> the comms relay. But then again, he passed him on the whole thing. I was like, oh, not even that. Like, it's just to taunt me. It's terrible. Uh, the second game, well, you all saw it was streamed, I think. You guys streamed? Yes. Uh, so what we did, we did a, on the Twitch. We had our, our 30K TV channel on, a, on Twitch. We, uh, uh, what's going on over here? It just looks like I'm rubbing the belly. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's nice. <laughs> uh, on 30K TV, we did, uh, we did live stream all three rounds. Uh, we actually swapped out the tables for you guys, so it's three different tables, three different missions, and we live stream them on Twitch uh, so you can watch them. And so if you want to go see Freddie the Swede uh, from uh, the Rangan Heresy podcast, you can actually see him on the... Uh, on the live stream on on, uh, on game two, right? You were game two. Yeah, game two. The only game I won all all weekend. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. No, and uh, that game we were supposed to take objectives. The problem was I was running army breakthrough, and uh, my my co friend he he was running world leaders with only one scoring unit. So and I had my three predators scoring, uh, and we couldn't we couldn't really deploy everything. So we we had to outflank stuff because two. We were doing that. The arrowhead. Yeah, deployment. the arrow. Yeah. Pizza so, deployment. Yeah, so we had to do both. Both teams had to put heaps of stuff in reserves, and yeah, we won by two points, I think. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Not by objectives, by line breaker and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who's your partner? Who were you playing with? Oh, what was his name? What, what army? World leaders. Like no, all the mass world leaders. The mass, the like freaking. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. 80, 87 inductees or some shit. It was like madness. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was 80 inductees and then your armored spearhead list yeah. or breakthrough list? Yeah. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. That's Corey. Yeah, that's very Corey cool. is his yeah. name. Yeah, Corey. Okay. Yeah, now that sounds like a fun like a fun <laughs> that matchup. Was, that was a good game. Uh, last game was against uh, two, two, two versus two as well. Uh, and I teamed up with uh, another world leader player, the one that runs uh, Berserker Assault, all in Land Raiders and Rhinos. Oh, so that was even more fun more, for you. More yeah. tanks. Yeah, more tanks. And we're, it was that scenario when you're supposed to hold parts of the board. Okay. And like your own deployment, no man's land, and um, the enemy's deployment. We only managed to play three turns, and we lost that one because uh, my last tank <laughs> that was holding our d deployment zone blew up, and he had he ran up with his one single marine that survived, all back to his deployment zone. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, he just crossed the freaking edge, and then he won. I was pretty knackered by them, but yeah, bloody that drop because it was an art like one infantry in Blood Angels infantry list in all transports, and then there was that drop hole like the everyone within 12 gets to snap fire. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the drop assault vanguard. Yeah, yeah and he had like vanguard, yeah. a bunch of assault marines. Yeah, a bunch of assault marines and two Charybdis in um, no two uh, Leviathans in Charybdis. Yeah. So he basically dropped them down and then used to. The guys to blunt all my fire. Yeah. And so, uh, these Leviathans, like, they were on one whole point left, they were blessed. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't freaking kill it. It was just crazy. Uh, I think they used to have a, a machine killer. Oh, machine killer vets? Yeah. <laughs> and they wasted all their, like, combi melts and, yeah. and then just. 
Oh, no. Uh, no, so that was pretty good. And today I played heaps of kill teams, and now I'm playing the Mega Battle. What are you uh, rolling in the Mega Battle? Are you running, all rolling all your tanks in the Mega Battle right now? Yeah. Did you bring any Super Heavies? Yeah. What are you rolling? Uh, I'm rolling the same t as my 2,500 point list, except everyone has all the upgrades. Yeah. But I'm still short points, but... Cadillac, yeah. Cadillac list now. Yeah. <laughs> he has a Typhon and a... Malkador. Yeah, Typhon and Malkador, uh, two Sikorans, uh, four, no, no, two Venators, uh, four Sikorans, and three Predators. Have you, uh, have you like, what's that, uh, what's the, the, the Sikoran Venator have? The, yeah, like yeah, the lockdown? Looked, yeah, I've locked down uh, a couple of nights. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but they, they became like prior to target number one, so I've, no one have left alive now. Yeah. <laughs> they just went after them straight away. That, that's yeah. Like if you're gonna play like a, like these large games like this and with like warlords on the table and things that you know that can one shot anything, more than likely your venators, your what falchions, your cerberus, like they're they're not fucking staying around. Your, your valdors, anything that has that 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 rule, where it's like it locks it down, no <laughs> snap fire only. They're going. The thing on in my army that drew the most fire was my uh, flavor support team. They oh, yeah. come in and they get a fire one time. And then um, after that, after they shot one time, people would be like, that has to die. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to take another 45 fucking saves from your, from your torrent flavors. It's dying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm over that immediately. A warlord got destroyed by... What? It's terrible. Which warlord? Your warlord? Collins? Ah, good. Loyalist scum. Four? Four whole points left? I have four Get behind it with a bunch of tech marines and fix it. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, all the kill teams this morning are lost, obviously. But I think the worst one was game, game two. Basically, my, my two units all lost three marines each, failed their morale, ran off the board. Fun one. <laughs> Like, uh, that was a fun game. Thank you. <laughs> I got to roll dice twice. <laughs> walk out, get yeah. shot at. No, we're not here for that kind of crap. We we were told we're here to pick up some laptops. We're yeah. out. <laughs> what the fuck? We weren't told to be. <laughs> Nobody told us we were getting shot at. Yeah. I didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> Off the table. Ah, that was terrible. So what we, what we were just being told by Zach is apparently a... Warlord Titan on these mega battles behind us right now or in front of us. Uh, they just the Warlord Titan, I guess, is going nuclear right now because it just got its last hole point taken out by a Castleax with, with Darkfire Dark Cannon. So it's it's dying right now. Uh, <laughs> and his his apparently his uh his Warlord is left down to four hole points right now. Yeah. Don't they come with like 32? 30? Something stupid. Some, yeah, it's a lot. Something stupid. So like it's those warlords are soaking up the fire. Thirty six maybe? How many whole points does a warlord have? Thirty? Thirty. Thirty even. So that means at least twenty six shots were dedicated to the actually thirty because he's gotta strip the the, the whole points. The shields. The shields, the void shields. So anyway. I'm excited because me and Freddie get to be teammates at Adepticon. Well, hopefully I rolled all my bad dice here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we don't care. 
You know, I wonder if anybody's like. I just thought about it. Is anybody running the the, the sinister, the warlord sinister? Oh, the. I don't think so. Oh, that's like I would not have like if because there's no points in these games, so it would have yeah. just been like, oh, Cadillac upgrade, warlord sinister. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I'm not really. I mean, I have the book, but I was like, eh, I'm never. <laughs> I have the book. Anyway. So, what, what were some of the coolest events, you, some of the coolest things you saw, Ryan? Like, cool things that happened again. I saw a lot because I was walking around um, and helping people and doing TO stuff. But. I mean, I can't, only in the games that I play, because, I mean, I, almost all my games went to the limit except my Zone Mortalis game. And then as soon as I finished my Zone Mortalis game, I set my um, army up for display, which took a while because I had to, like, clear a table and all that because other games were still going on. So in my game, uh, Barth had a loan, like an apothecary that was left that I assaulted with uh, five cataphracti, and he killed one of he killed the sergeant in uh, with a, a single Overwatch bolt pistol shot. Bolt pistol, your toughness. He rolled five. a six. Yeah, I'm tough five cataphracti, and he <laughs> rolled a six to hit him, rolled a six to wound him, and I rolled a one on my armor save, <laughs> shot that guy in the face, and then I failed my charge. <laughs> I think I don't remember. It was just funny. <laughs> I would, I would definitely. And then Barth is charge. so nice. We were laughing because it happens, and I roll my dice and roll a one. And I, you know, I I played a million games. I've seen shit happen, so I didn't like overreact or whatever. I just rolled the die. It was like, oh, you got him. And Barth was like, yes, like cheered, and then he immediately looked at me and went, oh, I'm sorry. Like he was selling, <laughs> like like it danced on my grave or something. And I started laughing. I'm like, oh no, man, you can be excited. I'm like, that was cool. I don't care. <laughs> so. I thought that was funny. Um, the uh, Phosphex thing with my chaplain. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, the the Magnus thing where it was just like the book where Magnus was about to, to die to Russ yep. on his last wound, and then Russ used Gate of Infinity to teleport out of combat. That was actually probably one of the coolest things that, like, because I was walking around, and I was like, is that Magnus and Russ fighting? And I look, and... Magnus has just come out of a Spartan, and he's got his Sekhmet behind him. He's got, like, five or six Sekhmet behind him. And then it's Russ with 20 of the Gray, gray Slayers, right? Is it Slayer, I, I didn't Slayer Pack, I think? I, I, don't, I don't know what they're called, like the, the Space Wolf, uh, like, tactical squads. Yeah. But uh, he straight up had all of his boys with him. It was a massive combat, and... He, of course, Lehman Russ being the primary killer that he is, got Magnus down to the one wound, <laughs> gate of infinity, or just the gate, and he just across the table on his one wound, like bleeding to death. Just, I'm not going to let you get these uh, uh, two points for price of failure and then additional campaign points for a Primark killing a Primark. So he was just out of there. Just classic using his, using his psychic powers to get out of shit. Like, oh my! Uh, my Avenger. I had the the world's worst Avenger pilot. My uh, my Avenger Strike Fighter never came in until it was just forced to come in in any game that I played. Oh God! So he failed. Uh, what four reserve rolls? Because it's second turn, third turn. Yeah. So I failed four. First game failed the two reserve rolls, and the auto came in, and then the third. So I I I played. Uh, 
and then my last game, I played Zomortalis, so it, it wasn't there. So out of um, however many turns, what is that, four? Or I played five. Out of nine turns, I played two turns with my Avenger. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> you, you, you talk, like, so highly of the Avenger. Well, and then in my Blood Angel like, list, they're awesome. Your, 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 your Avenger pilot for your Black Shields is just cocky as fuck now because he just, like, you talk about him so highly. He's like, you know what? I don't, you know, <laughs> I'll come in when I come in. You need me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. So we got John Carlo here. We got John Carlo from the Heresy or Not podcast. Let's say what's going on, John. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? So, John, man, like uh, we're going over some stiff talk right now, like some cool stuff we saw, some games that uh, Ryan played. D- do you want to share some of the games you played? What would you bring? Um, hey, you can play my, my dudes. Uh, it's on the uh, red die. No, sorry. Nuts. I'm in the middle of a game, and they're, the, uh, the natives are getting restless. Um, so I brought my salamanders, and the uh, the three games that I had yesterday was uh, my first game was a thousand points Omortalis, and the second one was a team to a team game that we it was supposed to be a two thousand point per, but we ended up uh, all of us brought our twenty five hundred point list to the table, so it was like four four dudes with uh, twenty five thousand points on each side, and. Uh, my last game yesterday was a 2,500-point game against uh, a Death Guard list. That was um, it was a it was a pretty solid reaping list with a lot of heavy support guys as okay. troops. So, um, but first game I played uh, was a lot of fun. Um, I uh, I'd never got a chance to really use my uh, heavy support heavy flamers before, so I got to use them in Zone Mortalis. Ooh, strength and, six uh, with uh, with shred. He, it was against a thousand sun player, and like the first time that they got a got a chance to go up against somebody was against uh, no no that wasn't thousand suns it was uh, word bears I'm sorry and they were summoning demons like crazy uh, earlier in the game and uh, I was able to take out all his terminators with just flamer attacks like every time I uh, I think I ended up getting like almost may have been close to like twelve uh, twelve wounds on just Overwatch one time. Oh, I bet every and, uh, bit. Like, yeah. What, how, many, how many? How many guys oh. were in the flamer unit? Is what? What's that? Like, how many guys were like in the unit? It was a ten-man squad. It was or? a ten-man squad. Jesus Christ! Wall of Death does not play around with Overwatch. No, it, and it, and plus, you know, in Zone Mortalis with the shredding, it's just like wah. Just. Oh beat. yeah, it's even it's reaction fire. How does reaction fire work for flamers? You just still get the wall of death. Oh, so it's just still Whether wall of death. Pass or failure initiative is still wall. So it was a uh, that one was. Uh, pretty solid victory. Uh, the second game we got creamed. Uh, it was against uh, Alpha Legion. So I, I on my side was uh, a Raven Wing list, and I thought that we'd probably be a little even, but uh, the Alpha Legion guys just you know coming in on mostly on reserves. Yeah, reserves and, uh, and infiltrate. Those, th- you know, the table that we were playing on had those. Uh, the little clouds that are floating around. That oh, have, like, the AP3. nanite field. The nanite field. Yeah, yeah. So you know that was fucking a lot of shit up too. Uh, you couldn't move to certain places because you know your vehicles would take haywire hits, and they're AP three, so your infantry was getting fucking pretty creamed. Um, I love that. Of, I love that map. Yeah, like I that love game, that map. Uh, it, it ended up. We ended up only going to three turns because it was taking so long, just because there was so many people playing on on one table. Um, Twenty five thousand points a piece. So 
I had a veteran squad that never even made it on the table. Like, just because there was too much stuff blocking well, them. Well, like, I just kept rolling shitty with, oh, uh, shit. with my reserves. And, like, you know. They were having lunch in the commissary with my fucking Avenger pilot. Yeah, they just, you know, they, they just decided to, you know. They, they maybe I took it. They were in a rhino, and they took a wrong turn somewhere, I guess. And they just didn't make it there in time. Bunch of rimps back there drinking coffee and shit. But uh, those, uh, those same veterans in the third game also took a long time to get on the board. And uh, I think they're gonna get fucking fired. I like, I do that too. Like the same thing happens to me, man. If 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 <laughs> okay. That. So I saw I saw yesterday that uh, that Tim wanted people to uh, to call up your call up the show, and uh, I was a little drunk last night when I made a call, like wondering if uh, you guys are gonna get uh, your Twitch account banned. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna play all the voicemails tomorrow and it's a little less loud and everything but uh, uh i i'm kind of interested to hearing that voicemail now and seeing seeing what is uh, what is discussed i don't know I, I wonder if people actually saw it I, I don't know if it actually made it live or not but, <laughs> but the testicles did come out they were on screen and it was it was it was josh who was fucking focusing on that on the little baby brain Okay, do we just want to talk about? Do we just talk about it? No, he's just standing there with his. He's just standing there with his sack hanging out. Just half a sack too. Oh no! And he was like, "Ball, nut, exposed, was unaware completely." So, okay, we're gonna let's talk about it. Let's, yeah, go let's, ahead. I mean, we're here. It's come. It's come up now. Uh, so yesterday, I'm toing, walking around the event. Uh, of course, we're live streaming to Twitch. Everything's going on, and uh, Zach and Josh, the Della Rosa brothers, uh, being the practical jokers they are, uh, have somehow managed to squeeze enough free time during this event uh, to decide to do some shenanigans. And so, unfortunately for me, I'm walking around, and I don't have any, you know, say-so or, you know, I don't get to talk the logic in them because I'm, I'm too far away uh, to tell them how bad of an idea it is. And so I get the notification from Derek, uh, and he, he walks up to me and says, we may have a problem. I'm going to say, okay, what, what's, what's the issue? He says, we may or may not have just live-streamed Zach's nut. <laughs> and I was like, "What do you? What do you?" He's like, "He's like, we may or what may you, not." In their defense, though, in their defense, I kind of dared them to do it. Okay, so you're the so so that makes sense. So okay, so I knew some sort of catalyst. I said, you have no balls to show your balls, and he he called me on it. So originally, I think what was supposed to happen is I think they were supposed to live stream, and in the wide shot. They were supposed to accidentally have a ball showing. I think that was like the original idea behind the joke. But instead, Josh got the uh, the, the close shot, focused, used the camera to focus in on the protruding and, and hanging out nut. Uh, is that what happened, Josh? You want to? May, may, may I, if I, if, I, if, I, if I can step <laughs> in for a moment, I, I'll interject here. This is, this is how it came down. This is how it came down. No, I got no problem talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
I, you know, we, we're having a good time, and I'm, I'm, let's just start from the beginning, right? I'm a diabetic, so if, if y'all watched all three battle reports, you know, straight through, or, you know, the live stream, you know, there, there was a, a, a lull in the conversation. I'd hit up the cookies, you know, I definitely <laughs> hit the cookies, you know, that was my fault. You know, I knew I shouldn't have done it, but, like, there was, like, chocolate icing nipple cookies. It's our fault for even having cookies. For even having cookies like, frankly, in, my, in, my, you know, in, in the vicinity. Actually, so, it's Cody's fault for bringing the cookies. It's our fault for having the event so close to the bakery. That's our that, fault. That's, that's it. That's it. That started the nut. So the conversation kind of took a lull. You know, Zach went and he was, he was beers deep. Oh, I'm sorry. But um, he was beers deep, and I was like in a sugar crash, right? So we noticed that we had a lull in the conversation, you know. What prompted this whole thing was during the third battle, Russ was in a, it, it, Russ was in a Spartan, right? I'll be there a second. Russ was in a Spartan, and, and Karn was out there just waving his huge cock all over the fucking board, right? And Russ wouldn't get out of the Spartan to go fight Karn, you know? I mean, this is like a, a slap in the face to any Space Wolf, you know, player. Wait, wait, and, okay, so Russ, it, Russ, the Primarch murderer, is hiding inside, in, the, inside Spartan? the Spartan? Inside right? the Spartan, Why? What, what was no, the reason? No, no, Because no. there was Karn and a couple of, you know, world leaders on the table, right? So we're giving, yeah, oh yeah, we're definitely laying in the mat, Calvin, about not bringing Russ out to face Karn, right? Well, the, the conversation had lulled because we're like, look, this battle is not going to happen. This is, uh, you know, the, 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 the loyalist it's a tease. It's, it's a tease. It's a tease, right? So, you know, we had already realized that the conversation had fallen into a lull. So my brother says, this has got to happen, right? So he gets up, and I'm like, are you going full, like, shaft? He's like, no, just the nut, right? And I said, all right, just the nut, right? And he goes on, and he gets prepped. So I move over to the camera, and I'm like, Derek, zoom out. I want a pan shot. And Derek has been operating the camera all day, so he knows the ins and outs of this equipment. Derek is not looking at the camera, and like Zach is in position, right? We are at the zero hour. The, <laughs> the, the, the Easter egg is about to, to, to come to fruition, and Derek will not move the fuck out of the way. So I grabbed Derek. I said, like, get the fuck out of the way, Derek, and I grabbed the camera, right? Well, I go ahead and I zoom in, I you feel, know? I feel like Derek was, like, intentionally trying to, 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 to save this moment of... of so, so... Anyway. Zach gets in the position, right? And I pan around, and I, I, I don't know how I do it, but I zoom completely in. And in, 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 in. so I'm, like, moving, and I'm trying to find my bearings, right? And I'm focused on the crotch. In the frame. In the frame. In the frame. And I realize that this isn't Zach's crotch, right? So I pan over just as I see my brother do this outside the camera, and there it is in all its glory, the freaking nut. And, <laughs> and, and I get in close, but I can't pan out because I want to give, like, you know, some basic, you know, reference, size reference, you know. It was, it, he was, I mean, he was full frame. It looked like, it looked like. <laughs> it, it, was supposed to, it was supposed to be just a panabai, you know, it was supposed to be just like, oh, look. Easter egg status. It was supposed to be subtle, it but instead, be subtle. instead it was like sex ed book. This is a, this is a testicle. Like, yeah, this all we needed, this is all a, we needed was a diagram. All we needed was a fucking diagram because, like, I couldn't get off. This is, getting, like, this is all getting shot on a 4K camera, by the way, so there's, right, there's oh, yeah. no oh, doubt. Yeah, like, yeah, it, and you can see how freshly shorn my brother was. <laughs> if you get up close, you know. Like, get up to the screen and look at it. You'll see that he, he's a very kempt man, you know what I'm saying? So, 
but it was supposed to be subtle. It was supposed to be, oh, look, there's Russ inside the Spartan not coming out. Look, there's some world eaters. Uh, there's uh, some of our players. And then, ooh, is that? Oh, no, it couldn't have been. You know, we were going for the, the whole fight club moment, you know, where it was like instantaneous. Did I see that? Instead, it so turned you, into. So you wanted like the, the, the one frame of nut, like yeah, boom. Exactly. And then, okay. like, like, did I see that? No. It turned into just, you know, we went from an NC-17 to full-blown X rating right there, you know. I mean, and that was my fault. But I, I kind of blame Derek. Like, I mean, I'm going to put it all on Derek. <laughs> Because if he had just fucking operated the camera, do your fucking job, Derek. You're like smoking a fucking bear. You had one fucking job. Focus on the nut. Very quick, very, very clean, and it would have been done. No, instead, it was what it was. Yeah, so. And that's the story of the Easter egg in the third battle report. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than that. The term Easter egg in the battle report means so much <laughs> that it's. Oh. It looked like an egg, like a fleshy. You know, rotund egg. Fleshy, veiny egg. If anything, I, at least something came out of the battle. Did Russ ever leave the Spartan? Russ finally left the Spartan. Connor had already been knocked out after it got wrecked. He had to disembark. Like, he was hiding in the fucking Spartan. Yep. Did he murder Khan? I assume he would have murdered Karn. It would have been an epic battle if he had gotten battle with Karn, but no, Karn ended up getting taken out. By some lesser plebeians. Why was he afraid of world eaters? I don't understand. Oh, oh, like, oh come on now. Why, why wouldn't you be afraid of world eaters? I thought he was like invincible, like almost invincible. I don't know. Invincible and invisible. I'd have fucking thrown him at the dog. I would have just fucking, just fucking. Maybe the emperor didn't give him his doggy cookies that day. You thought, uh, you fought Magnus in close combat with uh, Vulcan. How'd that go? That was earlier today. And um, it, it wasn't going too bad. Um, I brought an orbital assault list. Uh, it was just a fun game, 3,000 points uh, with Andy from, I think, Goalers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he brought Magnus, uh, a uh, Pride of the Legion list, and a Praetor. Uh, 10 Sekhmet, I believe, he brought. And so at one point, it was, we were playing Dominion, uh, which is a, uh, it's a mission I, from the books that I've never even played before. I think I've never rolled on it. It's like you put out five objectives. And every cumulative Yeah, you, every time that you control an objective for every turn, you yeah, get points yeah. for it. And so, that, the, that mission is extremely, like, easy to manipulate. Like, if you you cannot touch anybody and just control and win the game and just, like, which, stay away. It, it's I, very, like, I play the mission 100%. Assault. And I just, wherever my drop pods landed, I had tactical marines or some veterans fall out, and they just were claiming objectives. Um, I ended up winning the game afterwards. Uh, I think it was 6-1 to one because he was going more for the combat, whereas I was going for the objectives. And, that, that, and yeah. um, But our, you know, our two main forces did end up fighting in the middle of the table, so it was like his sec met against my uh, 10 fire drakes and a librarian. I brought a librarian. You know, just to see what would happen. Like <laughs> he you, was just—he was just denying all my shit. Yeah, like, did he just like, like rape you? Like, yeah. warp charge. It was like, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna—I'm gonna cast uh, in uh, what was it, life leech on your guys, and then uh, he throws like 15 dice. I think I dispelled it. Okay, he did. <laughs> no, because I—I well, I didn't know that. It, in the book, it says that you. If you're a Psyker or Brotherhood of Psyker, you get a plus one against and an either way. Higher, level it's, higher level, it's another one. And then Adamantium Will, it's another one. So it should be three up on So deny. he was getting a three up, deny deny the witch on me. And you're only harnessing on a four. Mm-hmm. So like I, I think I, I got in this particular case I got 
you know, life leech onto, and he threw like 12, 15 dice. He's just like, eat a dick. I think the amount of deny the witch that he got on me, like, uh, he dispelled, like, it probably should have backfired and, like, <laughs> hurt him take, take, No, it taken me even, like, just, you know, more wounds on me or something, because it was just so, so violent and vicious. But, um, <laughs> I was slowly dwindling it's away. Like, I just his imagine, guys. like, a wand, like, <laughs> some, some Harry Potter shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> and he was also really cool because he could have really fucking fried me, but like he was showing me like, hey, this is how the Nova powers work. And so we had one round where he's just like, I'm going to show you what they do, but it's not. I just want you to show what I, it can do. But I, he, he said I just, he doesn't play I, that I haven't way. Got, I haven't got to use these all fucking day because so, the event nerfed him. Please let me use these Nova fires. <laughs> he had. I just want to uh, show. What's somebody. the Nova fire from Sanctic? Cleansing flame. Oh, cleansing flame. So he had that one, and so like he just gave me an example of it, and he's like, "All I need is four dice, and I think I have to, because uh, like normally I think it's two to cast it to make a D strength. You add two more. So it's four charge. It's, it's two D six. Yeah, and then he added two more dice extra just to get it. Or what? So six. Yeah. So then he just tossed it. He had it to go off, and then he rolls again to see if uh, you add two D six to the strength. Yes. And it's base strength five. Anyways, he ended up getting like, I think it was like on, on, uh, he would have gotten, I think like 12 hits. So then you roll to see how many of those 12 hits on just one guy are D strength. And he got like three or four D just off, off that alone. It was crazy what it can do, but he didn't do it. He's like, I'm not going to play that. So just, if he had just been so, using Just that, so everybody knows, uh, Andy, the guy you played, uh, won the... And he was voted by all the TFL guys uh, best sportsmanship uh, a trader player. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that that kind of, like, everybody's always asking us, like, you know, hey, how do I build a list uh, for Thousand Sons? And, like, how do I, uh, how do I like, make it to where people don't hate me? Like, play like Andy. Like, I don't know how. Like, just, just play like Andy, but, like, super cool with your dudes. Like, he was, like, he knew that he was going in, and he knew, like, people were, like, worried about his list and everything like that. So he was just like, he like took like the other hands like, hey, I can't change my army, but I'm just gonna be a fun dude to play against. Like you know, like don't hold it against me. No, he's definitely a nice dude. It was a good fun game. Um, and the only reason why I, I think, had the game maybe gone a little bit longer, he may have won. But we were getting ready to start the mega battle, and so we ended up just quitting at I think three or four turns. But uh, he was slowly dwindling my guys away. Uh, his segment were just crushing my uh, like so many, and he also had veterans that were next door, like beating up on my guys too. The veteran squad, uh, Magnus is no, I mean he's not as powerful. I think he's a good matchup for Vulcan because Vulcan only gets like four hits. Yeah, you know, and he doesn't non with non yeah yeah non mastercrafted hammer, <laughs> and like no shit. Like I rolled to uh, to hit four hits, and I only fucking get like one i'm like what the fuck that happens all the time with vulcan every time i uh i roll i get like one or two hits off of him and like that's it he mostly always uh whiffing but i'm mostly almost always going up against another prime mark so it's always like on fours i never hardly ever see him like needing threes to hit um it's either that or i'm failing charges with him like, I, I know it's not thematic but the way i use my vulcan is I take Fire Drake, a full giant squad of Fire Drakes with a Chaplain to kill their Primarch, and then I just use Vulcan to run around and mulch all their other units. So I just run from their Primarch with Vulcan and kill all their other stuff, non-Primarch stuff, and then use Fire Drakes and a Chaplain to kill their Primarch. 
Yeah, it's probably not a bad thing to go with. Um, I, I had Vulcan come in in a separate Anvilus, and the Terminators were deep striking on their own. And I just happened to land Vulcan close enough to where he could he can attach himself to the fire drakes and I was able to charge in with him that way. But, um, Andy, really cool guy. Like he didn't have to accept my challenge with Vulcan, uh, but he did and he used Magnus. So like we had brother and brother going up against in the challenge and they were both just like taking one or two, uh, two, uh, two wounds off of each other. It wasn't that spectacular. Like it was a, it was yeah, a good matchup. Just yeah, it wasn't that. Wise. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty good game. And I was also really like how I, it almost makes me want to I, I love being able to re-roll stuff so giving veteran squads prescience yeah, is fucking awesome yeah. and they're supposed to be like not only that and they have the shred bolts so they can re-roll their wounds too and it's like oh fuck that's so money and he was just like you know chewing away through some of my units that he was able to get to and it was a it was a fun game it's good to know like I've never, I haven't played Thousand Suns yet that was my first time so it was a it was good to see what they can do and what my uh, capabilities are against them. So it was fun. Is it is it Raptora that gives you divination? No, it's Corvidae. Or Corvidae that gives you the uh, uh, telep, not telep, the... Uh, Corvidae's divination. Divinate. Okay, yeah, yeah, so uh, Corvidae. Yeah, I, those Corvidae, uh, uh, those Corvidae tank hunter vets, like, are, or machine killer vets are, are nasty. Like, it just, they... And I think he was he running them in or a sniper vets. He yeah. was using them as sniper. Oh, he was using them as sniper yeah. vets. Yeah. Man, it just so brutal, like on brutal. sixes they're rending and yeah, it was it was good. It was like it makes me like oh man, I wish I had that. I wish my vets did that. I wish my vets could have psychic I wish powers. My, yeah. <laughs> I wish my vets could do fun stuff. Well, to be fair, he paid a whole twenty-five points for it. <laughs> that like, that's what uh, two point five points a model. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me like like oh they're they're not that they're not that cheap. I had to pay this much more. I'm like oh that, that sounds like a steal to me. Like, <laughs> I have to pay for a librarian. Like, holy shit! <laughs> and, and he's got to join the unit. It takes up an HQ choice. Anyway, not gonna not gonna fall into that trap again. But yeah, overall like the whole weekend was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if I you guys are doing one again next month or something uh, or like thinking about it or what was the deal? I know there was a. There's an event going down over in San Antonio. The Golders guys are going to hold oh, that's a... that's what uh, it was? Okay. Yeah, they're holding a... Uh, kind of like a mega battle event, like Apocalypse event. Uh, but we we are going to be hosting uh, for the uh, Red Star Gaming Club. They're going to be doing the Alamo GT that they do every year. Mm. And so we finally got the green light that this year they want us to host the uh, Horse Heresy track of it. So more information will start leaking on that pretty soon. Uh, we'll start getting more more stuff on that. I think a lot of the stuff we used in this event, we're going to use there. And and what, the cool thing is, last year we hosted Alamo GT, and we used the Zana storyline, and we actually are we developed our fluff starting from that Zana storyline. That worked into this event as well, and uh, some of the fluff you'll see released later on for this event that we're playing right now. Uh, was influenced by that storyline so and, and what happened at Alamo GT so basically our fluff is rolling fluff that'll roll into oh, that's cool this year's Alamo GT as well so it will like there'll be a benefit to like the loyalists for winning this or yeah exactly okay. it'll 
Uh, everything that happened is you'll notice that the uh, the loyalists were attacking attacking the traitors that were already on the planet. Yeah. So a lot of that was determined by the uh, the Alamo GT fluff because oh, the okay, traitors okay. actually won the Alamo GT. So that that rolled into this where they had established the ground on Zeta. So basically, in Alamo GT, it was a uh, uh, them determining uh, which basically which kind of courier was accepted by uh, by the Magos, and they kind of got first dibs on stuff. And so so now this time, since the Loyalist won, a lot of the fluff is going to start moving into... Because I think what we'll end up doing is we're probably going to do something like a... Uh, and really, Chris is the brains behind everything. But I would imagine it's going to be like some sort of uh, Zena like rebellion or something coming up. And since the Loyalist won, you'll start seeing a lot more... Uh, it's, it's going to be a lot harder for the traders in in this time around. But we'll, we'll see how that comes out. Do you guys have uh, any uh, like information on what 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 tables people like the most? Because uh, there's like Pretty such a large. Send out a survey. Okay. So yeah. I heard a lot of talk about the asteroid one. Oh, I a lot of people were talking about that one. Like they didn't like it or liked it. No, they did like it. Like Dude, a lot of people were like, oh man, I keep hearing a, good, a lot of good stuff about the asteroid well, one. I, I saw somebody today when we just had pickup games. Like you could do the mega battle or combat patrol or just play pickup games. And there were guys over there playing that table exactly as if it was yesterday, just for fun, just to play pickup games on it because they so, wanted to try it. So I don't know, like if you've listened to our the, the latest podcast. So, two weeks ago, I went to the Texas Toy Soldier, and uh, John, John Stanford, run the, ran the event. I know you're listening right now, John. You're so awesome. Anyway, John uh, was running the event, and he had that asteroid table there, and I played on that table. And then he told me, he's like, yeah, this is the table I'm taking to stiff. Oh. And I was like, I was like this table is so badass. And like, I was like talking it up, talking it up. And then everybody that played it today was like, that was such a cool fucking table to play. Because everything's like shifting and like, you know, everything's like moving and going. And then you have uh, pretty simple ways to uh, to like dish out damage to other tables and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of stuff oh, I didn't that, know that. Yeah, they had a they had turbo lasers on. Well, kind of turbo lasers that you can shoot onto uh, specific tables. Uh, one was facing three tables. The other was facing two tables. And it was a strength eight AP four five inch blast, and you shot it on a four up. And uh, so, if you had a controlling unit sitting there, they could shoot that onto other tables. And so, uh, like it was really uh, a lot of people were trying. I like that kind of stuff. Where like you know how you play on this table, how it can affect you know other tables and stuff. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And what was crazy about like because uh, John did the same thing in uh, at the Texas Toy Soldier for his event, except it was a little bit harder to shoot us on a five up. And so when I played it, I deep struck on there immediately. And the guy, Sean, that I was playing with and against, he uh, uh, like he had no real reason to kill my tax squad because it was such a, a low point unit and they were like not affecting our game at all. But because it was affecting his team, like he's like that squad has to go. Like it's like people are getting mad at me because Michael keeps dropping a and he was playing strength eight AP three. So it was like he's doing AP three blast that are getting thrown out onto other tables. Like I've got to take care of this because it's affecting my boys. And so like it's like it's like a sense of urgency. It's like fuck fuck fuck. I got to take care of that. And like it really changes like how you're thinking during the game because you're not thinking about well I need to take care of this to get this objective. It's like well this has to go because. 
they're going to be pissed off at me if I keep letting this go on or anything like that. Yeah, so. it kind of reminds me, like, I know it's like it's 40K, but it was an event from a long time ago where one table had a dude that had basilisks. Oh, and yeah. so he's able to shoot at another table. It was kind of like a like like a D-Day kind of thing where, like, the guys that are on the same table with the basilisks, they're trying to take the basilisks out because the basilisks are taking, like, Everything just fucking creaming out. shit out on this other table. And uh, the, the dudes on that table are just getting fucking pummeled by artillery fire. And so you like you're depending on your buddy. What's that? Uh, no, I never took it. I like that idea. I like I like tables affecting other tables as long as it's not crazy. Yeah. Like okay, so stiff one, we learned so much stuff because, like originally all of the different uh, all the different kind of, you know, turbo lasers and stuff like that. Like we had ships in orbit and everything. So for stiff one, we wrote crazy rules where it was like a D weapon like shooting down from space and blah 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 so we had all these like ridiculous turbo laser stuff during stiff one that you could do and we realized like people could take so much advantage of that and Zach legitimately first turn had one of his warhounds got hit by a D laser from a Zomortalis game and was taken out first turn they rolled a six rolled a six it was 12 wounds or 12 whole points and they just removed it from the table First turn, 750 points gone, and we're like, okay, we fucked up. Like, we uh, <laughs> we really got to, okay, like, this is way too powerful. Like, it makes sense that they would, you know, be able to shoot from orbit like this, but we definitely need to go ahead and revamp some rules. So, stiff two, we started pulling back on the, like, inner table, like, workings and all that stuff. And Maybe I think, something like that is not as accurate. Yeah, so like, uh, you know. We made it laser accurate. Like, like it was stupid. Yeah, like, like a big ass blast like that. Maybe make it like, you know, three or four dia, dia six distance. And, you know, there's a, there's a slight chance that maybe it'll just scatter onto your forces that are on that table or your buddy's, you know, forces on that table. It was just straight up That's Zach funny. put his Warhound down and then. And <laughs> remove and it. And I'll take it off. Start the game with. A 750-point deficit. It was so bad. Um, well, I'm going to let you guys go and do your thing and start packing up and stuff. But I had a blast. I thank, Thanks a lot for uh, for doing all this. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and the food was awesome. <laughs> Frito pies. <laughs> uh, grab, uh, grab Michael John. So, yeah, guys, that was, uh, that was Giancarlo from the uh, Heresy or Not podcast. I know they're on uh, – on uh, SoundCloud, obviously they're on iTunes now. Uh, so, so that, that was uh, Giancarlo. Check him out, man. Another Heresy podcast coming up. I'm glad he was here. I think we're actually. Uh, I know it's a little bit uh, out of the blue. We're getting all these people to come in, but I mean, dude, it's like the perfect time to talk to him, ask him how the event went. Right. And I think we're actually about to get Michael John, right? Yeah, uh, he's probably in the restroom or something. They'll find him. So we'll go ahead and talk to him in uh, in just a second, boys. Just hang tight. Okay, it took us a second, but uh, we got Michael John over here. Michael, so you came in all the way from uh, Australia, right? Yeah, that's right. Sydney? Sydney, Australia. So uh, talk to us, man. What, what, like, first off, what'd you bring? Like, what, what did you bring into what army? All right, I bought my Ultramarines over. Your ultra- so, oh, yes, 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 your Ultramarines. Yeah. Your beautifully painted Ultramarines, uh, dude. They're all right. They're Wait, right. Have you been to an MKA class? Or? Not yet. You, Not you gonna go like October, because I feel like you're one of the people. Like, okay, we always talk, Ryan. Like me and Ryan always talk about like how people in other countries are just like, 
I don't know if y'all go to like airbrushing class or something, or y'all have like some like hobby model painting class that we don't get in the states. Yeah, yeah. And so y'all just come over here and you're just like, oh yeah, here's my, here's, you know, so humble with your stuff that's like painted, and you're like trashing everybody else, like, like everybody, like not like not actually trashing, but like it's just a higher level than everybody else's stuff. I'm like the the key is if I think it's if you're born to like a convict family or like <laughs> at some point convicts have been involved in your past. You get like better painting skills or something. I think it's related oh. somehow, but um, oh you guys are like all free and everything. So, <laughs> so we have the freedom to choose. Yeah, like, exactly. The freedom exactly. to not be good. So. Exactly, <laughs> okay. and, and you all choose that for some reason. So I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I so I bought over over to Ultramarines, which was um, yeah, yeah, not what I intended, but uh, not what you intended. No, I was originally going to be bringing the white scars that I've been working on That's for right. like You're five months sexy or so. White scars. Yeah. Um, but my car got rear-ended with them in the trunk like two days before I got on a plane. What? Yeah. Did I? Wh- how have we not talked about this? What? Oh, you've been busy doing what? It, your car got rear and like, how bad was it? Like, oh, it was like it's all right. Some some shit was broken and everything, and the case is a bit. The ca- it's more the case that was damaged, and like I just had no way to transport them like over the ocean. What kind of case? What company? In a battle foam case. A battle foam, like one of the pack fifteen twenty XL or whatever it is. And your army was okay. There was well, some some stuff broken, but no, like I could glue glue the bits back together, or it was pinned or magnetized or stuff. Okay, but so here here like okay. here in the states, when something like that happens, we usually like take a picture of it and like we send it to like the vendor and like, hey. Look, look, your bag saved me. And then they're like, oh, my God, we'll use that picture. And we'll send it all over the Internet. And people are going to be so happy. It protected in your car wreck. So you should totally do that. You just send a picture to Battlefield and be like, that's, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I got in a car wreck. Your case protected me. I'm so, pretty sure. What's the guy's name from Battlefield? Uh, uh, Romeo's the guy who owns it. Uh, Rick Massey is my sales rep. So, yeah, like, I bet Romeo would be all over that, right? Like, the, <laughs> the yeah. Battlefield. Like, like, we have, like, bumper companies here. Like, people send pictures of their truck that got like annihilated and they're like your bumper's fine <laughs> it's like hey they post well, like battle foam their highest in case they uh gave it to a guy who's an officer in the army he was a lieutenant at the time but he's a captain now and he's the uh an officer in an artillery slash tank unit and they uh they shot it with their uh their beretta their m9 beretta and uh it didn't go through it they uh Drove over it with a Humvee. It didn't hurt it. They threw it off the roof of a building. The only way they destroyed it was they drove a uh, self-propelled artillery piece over it, and it finally broke it. Good God, that's the so so yeah. You should definitely. Uh, <laughs> you just got in a car wreck. So. Yeah, that, that's slightly more extreme, but. Uh. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, that sucks. I I, do, yeah. I remember seeing your white scars. Now you you posted them up quite a bit. They look great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, that's that's what I've really been working on. So I was super bummed not to bring them to like here into Adepticon next week. But um, and dude, that sucks so bad because we just did a survey and like nobody fucking plays White yeah, Scars. Yeah. Like you I think been... I was like one of two people that put down. Yeah, I play White Scars. So. <laughs> so, oh no! You're like yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, I guess that was. That's why so. nobody plays White Scars. They're unlucky. You get in car wrecks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Ultramarines in the end. So uh, tell us about your games, dude. How, how, First off, yeah, what was your favorite game? Like, oh, I played, like, all my games were awesome. Probably the first one I played, I was on, have you guys talked about the asteroid table we, at all? We, okay, talk about it. The, the more we talk about it, the more, like, people are like, 
what the fuck is this table? Like, How do I make this table happen? Holy shit. Like, so this is like unlike anything we've had back home in Sydney. So like the, the six asteroids on it that move like D3 inches in a random direction each turn and like the bridges falling off and if anything's stuck on a bridge, it dies if it's not in like a jetpack or shit. Yeah. Like that was just next level. Um, <coughs> so I played, um, played one of the Golas guys um, and we played like Death Guard on Ultramarines and we just had like this awesome slog fest and like just for the first game with so much extra crazy shit happening it was just a game that's like nothing else I've ever played so like that was just a massive standout did you jump on any of the turbo lasers to fire it on the planet? oh yeah yeah I was bombarding uh, I was bombarding <laughs> yes, a planet I love that. All, it's like, all, all game all game it's like I think I was in control of it for five turns and every turn it fired and like yeah it was just uh, messing up some Alpha Legion on the I think Bark's Alpha Legion were copying a, fuck yeah like just haywire hits every turn and just wrecking all these tanks so yeah, that, that everything's so like just in motion on that table. Like mm. it makes the game go by so much faster because it's like you, you, you know, like everything's so urgent. I have to get off this bridge. I have to like. I'm, yeah, like, yeah, one hundred percent. You're and you're you're moving so quick because everything can change that next turn, and you're just like, I gotta move this off here. I gotta get this here. Oh, I gotta get these guys off the turbo lasers. So like the game moves a lot faster, and like even with all the extra like. D3 rolling like that was probably my favorite part of like playing that table yeah, when yeah, I did 100%. so like you're waiting like okay new player turn like okay let's roll <laughs> let's see how these work out and then we played it to where it was like if they're if the asteroids are touching it's not impassable across. terrain yeah 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 we did that as well so, so yeah so yeah I had my veterans fail a charge by like two inches that would have been running across like two asteroids to charge his uh <laughs> heavy support marines and it was so close like uh and like yeah there was this one moment where I had my suzerains in like the middle of this bridge and both asteroids were like drifted away from it so if they'd gone like an inch further either one the suzerain unit with my praetor and chaplain would have just fallen into space like, and they don't care it's like the it's space space don't care like it just that like my praetor died Araman died like that I think uh, uh, an entire assault squad died oh, like that like yeah. it was just like boom 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 like you're it's just gonna just, be maglocked to that catwalk forever now like you're, just, you're fucked it's gonna be just like rolling through space and if you think that your praetor is gonna turn around and come get your ass I'm sorry mm -mm. you're you're oh, done he dead <laughs> that's badass so what, tell us about your other games man what else do you have uh, so I played team game against uh, Paul and Danny from Golas as well Oh yeah. Um, so we were playing on the one of the tables where you had to destroy communication beacons. Yes. So I teamed up with some sweet Alpha Legion on that one. Um, the crazy thing was both of those guys they had Angron and Fulgrim. Oh fuck. And we had no Primarchs whatsoever. So we were just trying to like desperately gun down these two just insane not get combat. combat. <laughs> well, actually, the funny thing was we actually managed to kill both Primarchs and win the game. What, what did you? Okay, first off. How did you kill the Primarchs? You just gun them down? Or? Yeah, yeah, basically. So, I mean, like, in my list, I had, at two 500 points, I had, like, two maxed-out sniper vet squads with a couple of flamers <laughs> and, and combi flamers. Uh, and then I had, like, an eight- or nine-man plasma support team as well. So, like, the plasma support team put, like, I think 14 wounds on Fulgrim in his, like... Uh, uh, Palatine Blade squad as well and just like wiped the squad and did two wounds to Fulgrim and then the com the vets just came in and was like hey Fulgrim pass like 31 armor saves okay <laughs> <laughs> sure so yeah it was Whew. 
What a badass game. That, that yeah. sounds like a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of panic going on. Oh, my God. It's yeah, like, it was, <laughs> do not let them pass the middle of the table because if yeah, they pass, we're fucked. It literally was. <laughs> so. literally was. And, like, Ful, like, Fulgrim ran into, like, my Suzerain squad the turn before, and he killed Praetor, Chaplain, and five Suzerain, then ran the other ones down. Like, he just didn't give a shit at Initiative 9. It was just like, nope, nope, nope. Well, I mean, there's still, what, four up save, three up save? Five up saves. Five up, oh, yeah. Five up, right. Yeah, oh. yeah. But Weak. still, when when he's getting that uh, five up uh, instant death, so I don't even get the apothecary save. Yeah, it was pretty pretty brutal. Well, did uh, do you have any like favorite moments in the event, or like anything that you saw that was just like, fuck yes, that's why I'm here. Oh, fuck man, I reckon uh, it wasn't like anything over the top, but I was playing Magnus in the last game. Okay. Magnus and Thousand Suns. And, like, everyone's been bitching so much lately about how bullshit OP they are. And, like, yeah, they are. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it comes down to the player. Andy, and, like, yeah. heresy players are fucking cool dudes. Like, it was um, it was Andrew's yeah. Thousand Sons. Yeah. And he was like, cool, I'm not going to go over the top with my psychic powers or anything. Like, the list is relatively all right. So, like, it wasn't a bullshit game to play. It's like, it's like when you're playing with like a, a new puppy. It's like I could kill you if I wanted to. Exactly. But exactly. I'm not gonna. I could be, I could be the ultimate dick and like just destroy you. But uh, no, so that was really cool. Like for me, that's what that's what heresy is all about. Like playing awesome games with people who want to have two people in the game. So like, yeah, yeah that was. It, it's uh, I think as like uh, Tim puts it, like it's a social contract that you have. And uh, you're both there to have fun. You're both there to, like, put your time in to have fun. And, uh, like, it sounds like that's exactly what Andy yeah, did. Like, he, yeah. I mean, he won the most, like, best uh, like best voted, like, cool dude yeah, exactly. for traders. So, and, like, like he's a, and he had Thousand Sons. Like, yeah. everyone's saying those two can't go in the same sentence, but uh, obviously they can. He delivered, man. So... So outside of gaming, what was your uh, favorite, like, like just being in America for the first time, what do you like, what's weird, what was cool, what, like... Did you see any uh, dudes that are dressed like women? No, no. We okay. did. Yeah, I, I heard all about that. <laughs> but uh, I think just being... Ryan, we're walking outside, Ryan's like, is that a dude? <laughs> so laugh. I was so dumb. Anyway. I think uh, fucking stepping off the plane into Houston after like a 13 hour flight so I'm a bit like what the fuck's happening and like seeing a guy like a customs official at the airport dressed in like cowboy boots denim pants denim jacket and a cowboy hat that's just oh, like oh, that was, was like the first customs official you, that you were you were like detained by Walker Texas Ranger like, <laughs> it was Chuck Norris so, <laughs> so that was uh, that, that was like the most Texas thing that I could imagine happening like straight off the plane you thought so. Ryan was going to, like, somebody's going to pick you up in a horse? Or <laughs> <laughs> Better than a kangaroo, but, uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome. So. And I know Ryan picked you up from the airport, and you got to got to wait and, and hang out while you were in customs doing all that shit. Yeah. You want to see any crazy stuff down here on the drive down, or... Your Not really. two-hour drive to together? Well, yeah, yeah, Walmart, that's, like... Fuck, that puts every shop in Australia to shame. <laughs> other than other than Costco, like uh, which is just imported straight over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, like I, we take we take Walmart for for advantage, man. We like we 
We take it for granted. Yeah. Like it, it's got I, everything. It's got you got your diapers in one aisle, like hunting rifles in another, and then like cereal <laughs> ser down the, the end. Like. We walked past the gun section, and I seen him look like, holy shit! There's a whole case full of rifles right there, like right next to the the fishing the, shit. There's fishing poles, rifles, camping equipment, light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like our rifles are like right next to the like uh, like spray paint and hardware, like, yeah. hardware and stuff. <laughs> it's like I, I, I guess I'll grab a gun while I'm here. <laughs> and by the way, you can buy like the ammo for the gun at like three in the morning if you want. Like they don't yeah, they're care. Yeah, they're open twenty four hours. They're open twenty four seven. So you can't buy a gun anytime, but you can buy ammo whenever the fuck you want. <laughs> so that that's that's fantastic that yeah. you got to see oh, yeah. the glory that is Walmart. But <laughs> I think I don't know. I guess we're so like. 24-7 Walmart is, like, such an American thing, I feel like, because yeah. they have everything, and you can go get it whenever the fuck you want. Like, yeah, I need like, this. I'll just run to Walmart real quick. We have, like, 24-hour Kmart. Oh, oh, that's, not, is, that's, pretty much, that's pretty close. Yeah, but you can buy, like, bed sheets there. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> bed sheets and baby clothes. Yeah, so... Uh, so what's been your favorite food? Ugh. <sighs> Man, You're about to try one of these I'm ribs. I'm keen to try so. these ribs yeah. that are like yeah, right, right next here. to me. I feel like that's going to be uh, that's yeah, going to be up there. Give me one too, and I got us some napkins there. All right. Do you want some ribs, Freddy? Yeah. Hey, sure. I just want to. Yeah. Okay. This is. Can I, can so I, this I, happened. Can I do a public thank you? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, I would like to thank the men and women that serve in the border protection service for not doing a cavity search. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that. Uh, you might get cavity searched if you try and take that. Don't try and keister that sword. I don't have how. Okay, so once again, we're gonna re reiterate that Freddie won the sword for for uh, for favorite player. So don't. I, I don't. How are you gonna get that back with you? Like, wasn't it drunkest player? It was also drunkest player. Yeah. How do you plan on getting that back? Like, what's that? What's that gonna luggage. be like? Just put it in luggage. Should be right. Oh, okay. Swords aren't illegal in Sweden, so it's all good. <laughs> Swords are. <laughs> I I would not fly to Indiana with a sword in my bag, so I don't know like how international flying goes. <laughs> so. Also, uh, did we? I don't think we've talked about it already, but we took Freddie to BW threes. Um, after he won the sword, so he's. Uh, did we talk about this already? Yeah, he was in the truck. He was in the car. Yeah, he's in it. the car with a sword strapped to his belt, and we get to BW threes, and he passed out on the table. So good. <laughs> he was having a good time. That that jet lag was getting him. Looks like y'all destroyed those ribs. So. That's some good ribs. That's it's Texas, good. man. We we another <laughs> thing we take for granted. <laughs> we uh, I didn't get to send him a cultural exchange pack. So what we did, we went to Walmart and I bought him a bunch of snacks because, uh, Freddie and uh, Michael here are going to drive from here to Chicago to go to Adepticon. So they got this road trip where they get to see America. So we bought him a bunch of uh snacks to take with them so we bought them a whole bag full of like little debbies and combos and all the shit we send people so they yeah. can eat them on the way holy fuck combos oh like, right holy you listen fuck. you listen to the podcast <laughs> like, right we, we talk <laughs> like so like if, if for all the guys back home in australia like pizza shapes like that's the closest thing i can compare it to but like pizza shapes with the flavor turned up to like 15 like how they tasted or you thought they tasted when you were like a seven-year-old at your mom's birthday party or something like these things are fucking legit like all you really had to say was pizza pizza shapes with the flavor true <laughs> i don't i don't some more ribs <laughs> i don't know what pizza shapes are but uh they worst they combos worst, worst combos <laughs> b b team combos Ugh. 
We actually sent some to it was uh, Age of Darkness, right? Mm-hmm. J- uh, Jody. Yeah, we sent uh, we sent combos to Jody and uh, and that was no no to JP J- JP's Age of Darkness JP and Mark oh JP we also sent them we also sent them to uh, is it Martine and um, damn it oh Nicholas Nicholas uh, from uh, Don't that, Lose Your Head that's right I've not heard back yet I think he was at an event in the UK or some shit but he should I think they, he should be waiting on him when he gets home. JP actually gave us the hint that uh, we should send him combos because, like, he's like, "Can you just try sending these?" Because I like them. It's like, "Oh, you like combos? Then combos are good, but pizza combos are where it's at." Yeah. yeah and yeah. then it's like, uh, <laughs> I haven't had the pepperoni ones yet, so we'll see. We'll see how they go. They're all good, but pizza combos, like when you get, like, I could suck out that like cheese shit that's inside there and like not eat the pretzel and be all right. Just <laughs> like like I'm eating like a muscle, you know? Just <laughs> that's good. So. Oh, you got some combos right there? Okay. Well, well this is happening there right you go. Now. You yeah. can refresh. Refre- uh, man, I want, I want more ribs as well. You're going to fill me up. There's plenty. <laughs> if you want to go grab some ribs, man, there, there's yeah, yeah. plenty. My, yeah. That's the that's a Montalongo recipe, just so you all know. Montalongo original? Montalongo original ribs right there. Boom. That's good shit. All right, I'm going to go grab more. So, thank you. Thank you, Michael. And no, no. Thank, thank you for, for having down. me. Absolutely. <laughs> so... We'll go ahead and jump back into uh, more stiff talk with with Ryan. I think. Thanks, man. Take it easy. What did you leave off before we were uh, we started talking to everybody at the event? You're gonna ask me now. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. You tried to tell the the Buffalo Wild Wings story again, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Where we're, we're lost. <laughs> it's a whirlwind of activity. So I, I don't know. I think all in all, it was a, it was a good event. I mean, it's it's quieting down now. Everybody's packing up. So. So you you probably hear a lot less stuff going in the background now. You probably hear us echoing and everything, but uh, oh, I didn't talk about my games really. Let's hear it. I played. Uh, let's see, game one I played Austin, which is funny because we played each other a million times uh, because he's from he was originally in Indiana and he just recently moved to Michigan, and uh, he's only been in Michigan for like I don't know a couple months or whatever. And he came to Stiff. He was the only other guy to come from my area, and we ended up getting paired off in the first round. <laughs> so every event we go to, we end up getting paired off for whatever reason. So we ended up playing a game. We played on the uh, one of Mike Gupton's uh, tables, the Ruin City board that uh, ate my cataphracty uh, models. Uh, that was pretty fun. Then on game two, I played on that airfield board with uh, Barth. Barth was, he was probably, I don't know, that was probably the, I don't know, the Zone Mortalis game was fun too. It was a good game. Like, pretty much all my games were good, but I, I had a really good time. Oh, there's Barth right there. Look at him. He's just waiting. Yeah. He's like, oh, continue. Please. <laughs> Speaking of Barth, let's just side note for Barth. So Barth, I, I see him this morning trying to like park over here at this little corner like so our parking's kind of janky like it's a you can park all up front all up back but there's like a side street where you can park down so barth tries to apparently park right over here in front of this old lady's house and barth is like the nicest guy you could meet he's what 115 pounds wet like he's (laughs) you know little dude and so this lady sees him and does not want him to park in front of her house. So she comes out with a broom. She's like, I live here. You move. You don't park here. Leave. And just like try to like shoo him away. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With a broom. Like <laughs> yeah. he's a raccoon on the porch. 
I'm like a raccoon, though. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Barth, man. I didn't even have time to react. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had to roll my window down. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm sorry. <laughs> so funny. Poor Barth. Anyway, back to your games, man. So, so I'm eating combos if you hear me chewing. How'd your Black Shields do, man? They perform like you wanted them to? Oh, yeah. They did really well. Um, <laughs> four dread claws and a charybdis. We found out is hilarious. Well, hilarious for me. That's a lot of uh, fire fire sweep attacks. <laughs> if you if you set them up right, you can like play checkers with your opponent's army and uh, fire sweep fire sweep a single unit like three or four times a turn. Which so there was an instance where I was playing Barth where he had these poor Tartaros Terminators. That uh, I'll see you in a week, bud. Um, it's their job. That I jump out of. I already had two ambulances on the board. Another one lands. Black shields with torrented flamers jump out. Shoot these Tartaros. The other ambulances uh, fire sweep them. Uh, kill a bunch of them. Then they go to like charge the flamer guys and get wall of death. They were just like totally on fire. Like there was so much fire and fire sweeping and flamers and torrent. It just it got real ugly for him. You just lit funny. him up, like, literally just fire everywhere. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's pretty funny. And then the the last game I played, the Zomortalis game, it was pretty funny because I, I got paired up with John. It was kind of like just – the last round was just – they told us to go – the Loyalist players, because they were ahead, they said just go stand next to a table that you want to play on, right. and then the, then the traders get to walk around and pick who they want to play. So I just I wanted to play zone because I'd already played two long games and I just wanted something that would end fairly quick so I could set my army up and relax. Yeah. So I went and jumped on a zone table, and uh, John came over and picked me. And uh, I was like, well, this table isn't you know quite regulation size. Uh, it's still a cool table, and there was like some different things. So I'm like, I'm not sure how you want to play this. He's like, oh well, this is my board. This is my my table that I brought. And I'm like, oh well, that's great. You know, you'll know how to play on it. So we played a. Uh, zone game and it was a lot of fun he was playing a uh, mechanicum uh so he had like a pretty you know beefy mago some uh castellax hey, that scoria conversion that's no it wasn't Scor- he just played uh, generic magos in that uh, game. Okay, okay um he had an owl attacks which is pretty cool uh had some thralls had uh some skill axe so he had like a highlander list i don't think he repeated anything i had some cataphracty uh su- a five-man support team with the torrent pariah flamers a uh, sniper vet squad with like eight combi meltas and two pariah flamers and a power fist on the sergeant jesus some a 10-man marauder squad with two more pariah flamers and a bunch of shotguns and chain axes a chaplain <laughs> and then we play i had all those flamers and forgot that they got shred in zone mortalis oh you forgot no. i forgot so <laughs> like they need it like your torrent wasn't already enough like but it was still a close game it was fun. Um, so, yeah, all my games were fun. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, man. John, the one you played, man, such a good dude. Mm-hmm. Like, hands down. Yeah. He, he's the, the brain behind the, the asteroid table, man. That Well, he's one of our – he's in our little patron chat thing. He's one of the patrons. So, I've got to talk to him. Like, in the lead-up to this, for the last couple of weeks, he's been in there. So, it was cool to finally put, you know, a face to somebody. Hell, yeah, dude. Hell, yeah. <clears throat> he had that sweet uh, Stormlord 
that uh, he made for Jackson, his son. Yeah, out of a fell blade. Out of a fell blade chassis, and uh, uh, it had a little hot tub in the back with a little. He just passed by. <laughs> he's listening right now too. So he's, he's just, listening. It's like we're talking to him. And he's right there. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's weird for me to think like that. But anyway, yeah, he had his. Uh, How are those ribs? Good. You got anything like that over there? No, not really. Not really. I'm the shitty ones trying to do stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we yeah. win Australia. We win. Sorry. <laughs> we won ribs. In ribs, we we won ribs. <laughs> One in the win column. Put that next to uh, Navy. Navy. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that was the other thing we talked about. He was like that. We he said that we parked one of our aircraft carriers like off of Sydney Harbor, and it like made all their like shitty ships like look. Really, it was like you could see it from like halfway across the city. This giant carrier like sitting out. <laughs> I'm like, that's so American of us. And it was like, and that's the biggest American flag I've ever seen. <laughs> just like 80 foot American flag. Just. It's like, I don't know why they needed something that big or what pole was holding that up. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah, man, like, he's the he was the brain behind that. I'm, I'm glad you got to put face to name and everything, so. Oh, so we talk, I, lo- I love hillbilly shit. Everybody oh, knows Oh, yeah, this. you got to tell me about this. <sighs> Everybody knows that me. we talk about, because me and Michael, Michael's, fr- like, we, we just, we're into hillbilly shit. Like, I like hill, like, I don't really like. It's You're one Indiana, of those things. I'm, I'm Texas, in, yeah, and I works. find it amusing. Like it's one of those things that's kind of like a train wreck. Like you can't look away, and although it's kind of like you, you want to shake your head and be like, "God damn," you know. But at the <laughs> same time, you're like, you know what? More power to you, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just kind of something I I like and I get a kick out of. And whenever I see something, like I I'm on the lookout all the time. And whenever I see something like that i always make a note of it because i like i don't know i'm just into it you're like that's that's hillbilly <laughs> that's that's next level like and i have like a rating in my head of like where it ranks so whoo you might have my town beat so oh oh my i'm driving to go get uh michael here from his hotel um so it's like i think he called me at like quarter till so it was almost 11 a.m and uh i had to stop and get gas so I'm pulling up to the gas station, and you know how in a gas station on the ends of the pumps, they have those big metal poles that come out of the ground, and they're bent in like a U that's yeah. coming out of the ground to protect the pump? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a guy in khaki shorts and flip-flops with no shirt, smoking a cigarette while pumping gas. That's right. He's got his foot, which is in a flip-flop, like the flip-flop's still on the foot, up on that uh, U post that protects the end, his foot up there, and he's got side cuts, not fucking clippers, like side cuts, like you would use to cut like automotive wire. Okay, clipping his toenails <laughs> with a cigarette in his you mouth. Gotta be fresh, while pumping bro. gas. You gotta be, you gotta stay fresh. With no shirt on and khaki shorts and flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want my Malcador codpiece. Do what? Malcador codpiece. A Malkador cod piece. Uh, well, we can make that, uh, somebody can make that happen, I'm sure. <laughs> make it happen. Now, Fort Road. <laughs> <laughs> make it happen, Fort Road. So that's the most redneck hillbilly thing you've ever seen in my town. Maybe, I don't know ever. In recent memory, yes. I mean, where do you, 
there's so many things going on there. It's like lunchtime. It's broad daylight in pub. Like there was no shame. Like the dude wasn't even. It was just like a casual. Like this is something he does. Like when, like who clips their toenails? <laughs> Who's pumping gas while smoking? <laughs> and besides, my toenails need clip. Like looks down at their flip flop wearing fucking feet, which you don't see where I'm at anyway. And then decide. I need to clip these toenails, and you dig around in your old shitty Chrysler Imperial or whatever the fuck he had, and find <laughs> some orange-handled made in Taiwan tool crib, you know, from the bargain bin of like Lowe's out in the fucking middle of the aisle, side cuts that are probably fucking rusty and need oil to clip your giant yellowed meth addict-looking <laughs> teeth of a toenail. That's probably why he's using side cuts because normal clippers wouldn't work. <laughs> but that's multitasking. Yeah, I mean, he was, he had shit to do, clearly. Yeah. Places to be. Obviously, he's a make. busy guy if he yeah. can't find time to clip his toenails normally. And he's thinking to himself, he's like, yeah, or put a shirt on. I mean, like, he's in a hurry. That, that's just epic time saving. Yeah, he's just like, you know what? While I'm smoking the cigarette and pumping gas, I'm going to pump gas. I'm going to burn one real quick. By the way, I know I've been needing to clip my toenails, so let me go ahead and knock that all out. He's just a time saver is all he is. Like, I don't know why you're hating. Like, it's not helping. Did I say I was hating? <laughs> He's a, he sounds efficient, if anything. Like, if anything, that's the most efficient man I've ever seen heard of in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Freddie, for... Uh, for for defending, yeah, he probably owns my own company. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm sure. So there's tons of CEOs with a '87 <laughs> beige uh, Chrysler Imperial. Oh yes. <laughs> Why would you need anything better than that? That's 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 when they stop making good cars. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he can't afford a '67. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I guess let's move off of uh, this stiff talk and let's let's get into some shout outs. How about that? Let's go and go some emails, some event shout outs. So let's knock this out. So first thing first, uh, this is an event shout out and shameless advertising coming from Robert. He says, hi guys, Rob Bishop here again with some exciting news. Uh, last time I wrote in, I reported that here in Arizona, we have a growing 30K community, and I had started a Facebook group for all interested parties. Well, turns out I'm a complete moron. Well, that sucks. <laughs> there was a far larger group already out there. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing as shit. Because like, somebody has to tell you. Like, somebody has to, like, hey, bro, uh, do you want to just join our group? Cause, like, oh, fuck. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I want to get this. Yeah, dude, we already did that. It's like a... Uh, What's that show where he's trying to start the web the website that tells you when all the celebrities get oh, naked? No, knocked up, knocked up. The movie knocked up. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, that's just Mr. Skin, man. <laughs> and he throw he like throws away like a whole year and a half of his life. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so he says, the Facebook group is Warhammer 30K Arizona. I'm gonna add that to my phone right now. And upon seeing the amount of people in the group, I peed a little like an excited puppy. I've taken it upon myself to run a one-day narrative event. So I'm actually kind of interested to see, like, how many people are in this group now. Uh, but apparently he's going to run a one-day narrative event, and it's called the Burning of Philip P.I. 
Primaris. So Burning of Philippi, Primaris. Uh, it will be held at Games U at 1550 North Stonehenge Drive, number 102, in Gilbert, Arizona, on Sunday, May 28th, starting at 10 a.m. We have space for 20 players split into two teams, Loyalists and Traders. So that's 10 players on each side, I'm guessing? Yep. Uh, Non-name legions, armies, Black Shields, Mechanicum, Imperial Army, are asked to be a little flexible in placements to make keep in teams even. Which they pretty much do. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty much how Yeah, you'll I've you'll never run into issues there. Usually most people are fine with that. Yeah. Uh, on that note, players may bring as many as three thousand po- as many three thousand point lists as they can field. Switch on the fly between games and just do you. So you're gonna take a three thousand point list and you're just gonna like be like Wata, my friend. You take like five three thousand points. That's a very uh, eye of horse way. I think they're the they kind of started doing that, like where they just you know bring your shit and build whatever list you want between games, which is pretty cool. Yeah, be flexible. Be like be like Wata. Uh, Further in depth restriction rules are on the discussion page of the event. Uh, Keep in mind this is our first event, so please be merciful as we work out kinks for this and future events. It is our intention to give you a fun, exciting day. Dude, I hear you, man. Our stiff one was uh, very rough. I'm, I'm glad that, like, if stiff one was like stiff three, man, there would have been some fucking shit. There would have been some D lasers everywhere. So, uh, player entry is $10, which will go towards prize support, uh, which will include best painted, best trader, and best loyalist. These awards aren't based solely on winning, but also include sportsmanship and other criteria. Uh, so, don't be that guy. Uh, we all know that we all know that guy, and we all hate him. Uh, yeah, we do. Yep, like, pretty much. Luckily, there wasn't any of those guys here. Like, no, nah, I didn't run into one. Did not run into me. that guy at this event. What about me? No, Freddie, you were not that guy. I can't remember, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> the the other guy didn't come out. He stayed. <laughs> he stayed there. Uh, so he says, "Hope to see some people there. I know you have a lot on your plate, but the invitation is definitely extended." If not, I will be attending LVO this coming year, so god damn it, Michael, at least get up there. <laughs> Vegas gaming, Guy Fiari's restaurant, it's not that bad of a drive. Ryan lives in Indiana, so he has an excuse. That's too long of a drive for him to have to stay in one lane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks guys, kick ass at Defticon for the rest of us. Ninth uh, Legion homeboys, so... I dig it. Like I, I like it a lot, so he'll be at LVO. But, uh, but that's like six legions too much. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I trademarked uh, an event called the Burning of something. So, the boat? Did you? <laughs> was that you? Oh, uh, the Burning of Scandis Prime. Remember? <laughs> yeah, and this is the Burning of Philippi Primaris. So they really just ripped you off of anything. Yeah, I, I feel robbed. <laughs> so all the royalties for this game should go to Freddie the Swede if, if exactly. So we have to double the event cost. Yeah, and he'll just he'll take your cut, which yeah. is fifty percent, yeah. as per usual. And then so, the government takes another fifty-seven percent. So yeah, so pretty much uh, you can work that out with uh, with Freddie. He'll he'll uh, he'll go and give you his PayPal and hook that up. <laughs> uh, so once again, guys, that's going to be May twenty-eighth, uh, starting at ten a.m. Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, space for twenty players, split into two teams. So we are definitely. Uh, Looking forward to seeing some pictures of that, and I'm going to actually go join up this Facebook group. So uh, so that was that. 
Now we got some lists. And this is the one time where uh, I don't have to look into my emails because I actually get to hold paper copies that Ryan printed. And I see how efficient this is. Like, uh, my whole life I'm dedicated. I'm an IT guy, so I work with technology a lot. But actually physically holding this list in my hand really does make a big difference. <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit it, but, like, like this is... <laughs> This is this is this is real. Like, what's it's digital, but in real life, <laughs> it's like this is like, oh, it's so real. Like it's digital, but here with me. You could you could use this as a mat to put your dirty flip flop foot on here, and then clip your toenails with <laughs> side cuts on the sheet of paper. You can't do that while with, while I'm reading the list. To while save you're time. reading the list. So. So this is a Mechanicum list, and this comes from Berman 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 Wong. He says, hey, Michael, hey, Ryan, I'm a relatively new listener to your podcast, but since I found it, it's been my go-to every morning and every evening as I drive to and from work, as I slowly work through the backlog of episodes, uh, they get better. Uh, it's definitely eaten a huge chunk of my data plan, but it's worth it. Oh, thank you. Uh, as for why I'm emailing, I was wanting to, to send a list to see if it's whack or not. And to get your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, local playgroup said they'd be fine against it, but then I still worry, especially based on general community reaction to the Sekitari. Uh, I did avoid arc rifles. I figured more opinions don't hurt as I've been pretty slow uh, actually getting everything together anyway, so I have time to tweak what I'm buying. Uh, I made this list because I really want Sekitari, and Sekitari are the closest thing I can get. Uh, so he wants to know if his list is a whack list and if you would judge him if he were to play you, so... Uh, the things he took, it's a Tagmata list, which immediately, first things first, Tagmata not being Cybernetica, like that's... Well, you can't take uh, yeah, Sekitari in Cybernetica. So, so you're already doing something right. Like, you're already in the, you're moving in the right direction. Uh, so he took in HQ, with the, which is a Magos Dominus with an Abeyant, a Mashin Array. He's keeping the last pistol and taking a Power Axe. Uh... Then he's taking uh, two 15-man tech thralls with last locks and the right of pure thought, riding in triaros. Uh, then he's taking a two 15-man squad, uh, 14 plus the alpha, oh. Sekitari Peltast. I'll catch you later, John. Later, Jackson. You have a good one, guys. Drive safe. Five hours for them. Five-hour drive back. They'll be home at 9:54. So anyway, uh, they are going to be riding in a triaros. Then he's got a. Two bot cast slacks with Mahler bolt cannon, bolters, and enhanced targeting arrays. Uh, two cast slacks with uh, dark fire cannon, bolters, and enhanced targeting arrays. Uh, heavy support, he's going to take a Thanatar Siege Armada with enhanced targeting arrays and a Paragon of Metal. And then in his Lord of War choice, he'll be taking a Knight Atropos with Ocular Augmetics. And that's it. So he's looking at two, four, five five monstrous creatures and a knight. I don't think this list is bad at all. Uh, I don't either. I think uh, four is the perfect amount of Castlex taking your list with uh, and not have to worry about being uh, too overpowering or too overbearing. Yeah. Um, he said, fluff-wise, I'm imagining it is a rapid response force for the flanks of the Titan Legion. Triaros can get the infantry to their objectives quickly and robots, which pack the heavy weapons, won't tire from the journey wherever the Titan Legions need to be. Uh, Gameplay-wise, Magos will join the Castlax with the bolt cannons and hang around the midfield. Tech Thralls go and aggressively capture the objectives with the short-range weapons. 
Peltas, stay flexible with the range. The Thanatar and Darkfire Cannon, Castlex, hang back and lob shots at Terminators and light vehicles. Uh, Anti-tank comes from the Atropos, taking things head on from head on, or the Chiaros just ramming into it. Uh, he said, anyway, I really love the podcast. Your dulcet tones makes the morning traffic more bearable, and I look forward to hearing more. Uh, thank you for your hard work. Uh, first off, watch that car. He's, he's, he's slowing down. There you go. Good job. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, no, this list isn't bad. I mean, it's not a, uh, it's, it's not a like, overpowering list. Uh, he took Sigitari, but, like... To be honest, like, if he's wanting to run, like, he, he wants to run Sigitari, like... You can run as many. Really, the only thing that makes those guys bad is like, is really just because the haywire rule is bullshit. I think everybody can kind of agree that two pluses to strip whole points when most things are two or three whole points, and you're giving a whole squad of guys basically like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's like at that point, why are we even fucking rolling dice type of thing? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, um, in in that case, because he like his real anti taking that's the uh, the dark fire cannons on the castle. Yeah, so he I've, could. Eat, I, I honestly, if he wants to run arc rifles, you could honestly in that. What I was getting at, he could. If he really is into Skatari, you could swap over to a warhound titan yep. instead of the atropos. Yep, and don't do like the double D guns. We've talked about that all the time. Like do like the plasma. And maybe one of the D guns, or like the plasma and like the bolter or whatever. I'd go, I'd go D gun and bolter. Yeah, D gun, bolter, D gun, plasma, yeah, something like tur- that. Turbo laser, uh, and then the uh, uh, Vulcan heavy bolter. And then um, take the new uh, Secutari IHQ guy as HQ, mm-hmm. and then just take all Secutari in Triaros. Get rid, and that way it's like a really true. Yeah. Titan Force, and Could, then just don't take a bunch of the haywire. Maybe take one unit of them, and then just stick to like the standard. Because you're gonna need anti tank. Yeah, I mean that's just. Uh, you have to go up to three thousand points though. Seven hundred fifty. Right. Yeah. You'd have. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you could do that. I mean, but that that would be. He's doing the best he can by throwing the knight in there at twenty five hundred. You know, to make it work, and then you have to take something that's not secretarii because they don't. They're not compulsory. So. But, I mean, I was just saying, like, I don't think this list is bad at all. I mean, I think it could, if he wants to dial it up a little bit, I don't think he might throw a fit. Yeah, once you once you hit that 3,000-point mark, it will obviously make it a lot easier to get the fluff that he wanted out of it. Because right. Because he, he, he wants the Titan Guard force. It's, it's really just more, like, people don't want to see, like, I don't want to see, like, here's my fucking, uh, like, two Vorax, here's my two... 10-man squads of fucking arc rifle guys or whatever, and I jump out and I murder, like, all your tanks turn one, and then here's my Thanatars that drop all these plasma orders on you. Good game. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of shit. GG, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's not... It's pretty point-click to shoot fucking Haywire, like, 30 inches across the board and need twos. You know, we talked about that before. So that's really, like, I think the issue that people have. What do you think is more devastating? Uh, twin turbo laser... Uh uh, twin turbo laser warhound, or that same amount of points as Secretary with the uh, arc rifles. Secretary, that's crazy, right? That's a crazy thing, thought to me. Like, well, I mean, they, they pro- would shit all, they would shit the all over that warhound, and they would be way harder to kill <laughs> because it's like lots of little guys. You know, where that warhound, you can kill them. You could kill a warhound fairly easy with like a medium-sized squad of machine killer vets with meltas. Well, I just thought about like all these like dudes on foot, or like the bodyguard of this warhound titan, and like. They would shit all over anything that would like the Titan would be targeting. Like, 
I guess he's got the range on him, but whatever. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> so, as far as your question goes, uh, no, I don't think that's a, a bad list. Uh, I think Tim would also agree that it's not a bad list. Yeah. So, I like the Castellix. I like the Darkfire Castellix. I've always been a fan of them. I, I'm not so good with the Mechanicum list, but can you get, like, a, like some Magos with Servitors, like, for repairing? That yeah, would be, you can get a tech priest guy. Yeah, because that'd be pretty themey. Have like someone to repair all this to maintain maintain them while they're kind of being the vanguard of the titans. Yeah, as long as they can keep up with that Atropos, he's yeah. in on a band, right? And uh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're like an elite choice, and you, you take like one tech priest uh, guy, and then you get the little servo automated guy because you were using those as objective things somewhere. Yeah. I've seen them. So. But <clears throat> are you allowed to take a transport for them? Because I know the. The solar auxilia can give them a transport. Worst case, uh, I don't. I don't have my Mechanicum book because I'm in Texas. Even if you can't, you could always buy a uh, the heavy support uh, Land Raider thing that they got. Explorer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the Mechanicum Land Raider. Yeah, the yeah. Explorer. Macroid Explorer. Yeah. Because that would be pretty fluffy, like a, a whole like kind of self-contained force that can really operate away from the main body. Yeah, you would absolutely like be gaining a lot of fluff by adding. Some mobile repair, <laughs> like yeah. macroids. Tech priest can take a triaros. Okay, yeah, so there you go. So Michael, John said that tech priest can take a triaros. Man, dude, you are just like, Miss Ben, dude, you're getting all the hookup right now. You got four dudes looking at your list. <laughs> <laughs> like, just trying to get it fluff. So, and I think as like a whole, everybody kind of agrees that like it's not a, a shit list. Like it's no, not no, no. And I, People I, aren't I really like it. that he's putting like some decent thought behind the fluff because I'm a big fucking fluff fan. You know me. <laughs> and it's, it's really nice how he thought it out and like write it. Like I would love to see it once he put it together, like write a little story about it, and then he's put it up like this is you know that whatever Titan Legion they're supporting and they're doing this and this and this and that's what their job is and so on. Like give it, give them some names and shit. That would be awesome, dude. It'd be tight. Do uh do Sekutari? Do they like wear the uh, the Titan Legion colors that they're supporting? Or I would think, yeah. That'd I mean, be, I haven't read the Fluff in book uh, seven yet. I always think of them as like, uh, you know, like back in medieval days, they'd have like these like like yeah, real like, like knights. Footmen. Yeah, the squares. The squires. Yeah, like the yeah. squires and stuff. Like that's how I kind of envision them. Like you have these like knights who are like, you know, like lo- like royalty and all their little squires that wear their colors and shit like that, carrying their shit. Like that's kind of how I envision the Sekitar. Does he realize he's the young Jamie right now? Who's young Jamie? Yeah, you're young Jamie. Yeah, he has no clue what we're talking about. Like young Jamie's on the Joe Rogan podcast of like, uh. if like <laughs> they need something looked up, they're like young Jamie. Someone be like, <laughs> I'm like young Michael. Go ahead and pull, see if uh, see if this is a thing, and then we'll keep talking. <laughs> we're gonna do it, so just get ready. So anyway, so Ben, hope that helps out. Uh, I think uh, did you? That's the only thing you added to his list. And yeah, I didn't like because re- he didn't really say, "Hey, review my list." He just wanted to know whether like it was whack or not, and like general thoughts. So, I gotcha. All right, so on to the next list. Next list is a uh, Survivors of the Dark Age militia list. It's uh, twenty five hundred points, and this comes from uh, Paul Shaw. And so, Paul says. Hey guys, hoping you can give me feedback on this militia list as I am thinking about doing these with the guard models I have lying around doing nothing. Uh, what do you guys think I should add this to make it up to 2,500 points? And uh, so he says, get Outlook for iOS. 
Cool. I will. <laughs> so the list he sent in is a militia, Imperial Militia list. He took the uh, Force Commander. It's the Planetary Overlord. He's got Gene Crafted and Survivors of the Dark Age. Uh, so all of his Grenadiers are going to be running a 3-up armor save. And the Gene Crafted bumps him up to a 4-up toughness, right? Is that what that does? Or? Uh, no, Gene Crafted adds plus 1. Oh, Gene Crafted adds plus 1 to strength. Okay. But it also strength. limits you where you can't take uh, anything that gives you feel no pain and some other stuff. Okay. I changed it in the list that I wrote yeah, for you. You can't have medics. Yeah. No medic. Okay. Yeah. So he took a uh, a power weapon and iron halo, melta bombs, digital lasers, and cyber familiar on his uh, force commander. Pretty much a standard loadout for force commanders. Uh, then he took six militia bodyguards uh, with a platoon, platoon commander, power weapon, refractor field, uh, vox operators in there. He took the platoon standard bearer with, and they all have advanced weapon. They took the advanced weapons, so it's three militia bodyguard with grenade launchers and uh, carapace armor. So that advanced weapons brings down one their guns to eight, one AP, right? No, it adds plus one strength. Oh, plus one strength. Okay. And rotor cannons. So right, but he only has three guys with grenade launchers. Okay. You're thinking about that princeling uh, warlord. Trait. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> Merchant princeling. Yeah. Merchant princeling. So they took uh, 10 Grenaders with Grenader Sergeant, Advanced Weapons, na 9 Grenaders, and they took Last Rifles. So they're Strength 4 Last Rifles. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, then he took 12 Grenaders, or Grenadiers, uh, Grenadier Sergeant with a Special Weapon, Grenadier Plasma Gun, Special Weapon Grenadier with Plasma Gun, uh, Advanced Weapons. He took uh, Last Rifles on them with uh, Vexilla. Yep. So, okay. And then he took a 12 Grenadier Squad, with a Grenadier Sergeant, a Special Weapon Grenadier with a Grenade Launcher, a Special Weapon Grenadier with a Grenade Launcher. Uh, I took uh, two Gas Grenades, two Fire Burst Grenades, and so that that's what that unit is. So yep. two, two actual Grenade Launchers in a Grenadier Squad. Uh, then he took a five Militia Fire Teams with Missile Launchers, all fl we had flak missiles added onto them. Yep. So some anti-air in there. Then he took five Recon Auxiliaries with Sniper Rifles and Chameleon. So, that's a some snipers, some five-man sniper team. That's odd. Yeah. Uh, then he took a militia auxiliary battle tank attack squadron, which is a, a Lehman Russ battle tank with a desert blade. So, just a straight-up Lehman Russ. Yep. Then he took uh, three rapier carries, and three of them are quad mortars. All three of them are quad mortars, which solid choice. Uh, then he took a Lehman Russ exterminator with the dozer blade. So, altogether, that comes to... Uh, 1,500 points, and I think he wanted you to help him bump it up to 2,500. Yep. So what did you add, Ryan? Okay, so what I did, I took his exact same force commander that he <clears throat> took with no changes because I basically wanted to, you know, use everything that he had there. Right. So I took the same force commander, but I swapped. I kept Survivors of the Dark Age, but I swapped out um, the Gene Crafted for Warrior Elite. So Warrior Elite is cheaper. It saves you 50 points, and it adds plus one leadership. Leadership's a major concern with militia. They have really shit leadership. So uh, it's it, to me, it's just a much, much better, stronger upgrade for his army and saves him points, and he's going to get way more use out of it. And it doesn't have any restrictions like Genecrafted does. Like, I just don't... You don't want these guys in close combat adding plus one strength to them. Isn't You're not going to get anything out of it. No. Like, I mean, you're fighting Space Marines, you're probably going to get 
<coughs> yeah. it doesn't it doesn't increase their initiative or anything so it's like it may be one of them it might well, yeah, yeah like uh, normally if you done like uh like feral, feral warriors yeah then you, then you get like plus one weapon skill as well so and then, then you can buy extra yeah. attacks yeah. yeah but like the way the way i run my militia i do um that um, warrior elite and uh, alchem jackers because I I always fail leadership tests as, <laughs> as we noticed in today. <laughs> so anything to help out with that is always fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. So then I kept the uh, the bodyguard, but um, what I did I just got rid of the advanced weapons on them and just gave everybody in the squad a grenade launcher. Because you okay. can give every member, so it's seven guys with the grenade launcher and then the three characters. The platoon commander, the vox operator, and the standard bearer. I have a unit like this in my militia army, and it actually works pretty well. Because you dun, shoot, dun, dun. yeah, seven small blasts. It's one of those things that sneaks up on people, like they kind of ignore them. And then if they get close with like a predator or something, and you get like side arc, you can shoot like, you know, seven crack grenades at them in the side arc at armor 11 with your strength, you know, six grenades or whatever. Um... It, yeah, it, I, I basically run the same combo, like max grenade launchers and fuck the advanced weapons. Yeah. And then it also saves you points on the uh, advanced weapons because, you you know, you just default to the grenade launchers. Right. For his grenadiers, instead of running, like, all the, like the, the three smaller squads, I just bumped them up to bigger squads. So instead of the three squads, I just took two 17-man grenadier squads. Okay. So it's basically the same number of guys, essentially. Uh, but they're just in bigger squads. So it's a 17-man squad. Uh, two of the guys have plasma guns, um, and they have the LAS rifles and advanced weapons, and there's two squads of those. So two 17-man squads with plasma guns. Oh, uh, yeah. So two 17-man squads with both both special weapon guys have plasma guns, and then they have LAS rifles with advanced weapons. Then uh, I took his... Uh, missile launcher team and just increased it to a 10 man so it's a full 10 man with flak missiles and because this guy has merchant princeling that's probably where you'll want to put your merchant princeling guy so it'll make those missile launchers ap2 mm. so you'll be able to get explodes results on tanks and kill terminators with it and flyers yeah, and yeah. <clears throat> that's like an awesome combo i do that i have a fire team max up with heavy bolters as well so if you're facing heaps of power armor space marines you can change that to AP3 on the heavy bolters, or you can do the AP2 on the missile launchers facing heaps of terminators. It's fucking awesome. So useful. I, yeah. I love the idea of uh, AP2 missile launchers. I well, mean, it doubles like, out a lot of these two wound terminators, like red butchers and shit. They're not getting their fill no pain, and they're just picking up models because it's ignoring their armor. And that, uh, uh, I mean, I know it's probably one of the least things you want to do, but if you were to fire those missile launchers in frag, that takes them from AP5 to 4. Some yeah, that's 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 wrecking solar auxilia and uh, and thalax and any sort of uh, uh, mechanicum. Four, right? What'd you say? Uh, frag frag on the uh, missile launcher. I think it's five, and then it'll go down to four. four. Yeah. So that'll that'll help you with thralls and a lot of mechanic units. Yeah, I love that shit against solar auxilia and, and thralls and shit. So it's fucking awesome. So, so yeah. useful. So like not only like that seems like probably one of the best combos because you're getting uh, pretty good, pretty decent anti uh, anti infantry yep. if you're fighting hordes of infantry, uh, and then you're getting explodes result on flyers and normal tanks and everything like that. You're just you're sitting that out like yeah. 
That's that's brutal. That's a solid combo. And, and then what's funny, you could because you're, you're probably going to have the grenade launchers kept back too. So like if they start whittling down the uh, the missile launchers, you could just detach and go join the grenade launchers, and then your crack grenades go down to AP three to kill like power armor guys, stuff like that. Really? Because they're AP four normally. Yeah. So there's a, a couple different things you could do. So it's pretty good. Um, then his uh. His last, uh, well, it's one, two, three, yeah. So then the last troop choice I took was his uh, same exact recon squad. You can you can only take those guys in a five man team, and then he put. I just kept them the same because he wanted to run them. So what do you do with those? Like what? What's the? It would just be a really cheap like backfield, like cause objective holder. Yeah, because they, they have stealth with the cameo line. You just try to put them in ruins, and you're not worried about going to ground with them. Just, um, just forget about them and hope your enemy forgets about them. Right, too. that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I, game's over, but you forgot I'm, I'm on this objective. Right. So. Then for elites, I added in three Medicaid orderlies for 40 points. You would add them to your two Grenadier squads and your fire team squad. You're going to give all that feel no pain. So we got a fire truck driving by. Anyway, so... Somebody uh, was smoking at a uh, gas station, <laughs> clipping their nails, and caught the gas station on fire. The Clearly. police scanner told That's me. exactly what happened. Uh, so then for fast attack, because he didn't have any fast attack in this list, I added in a Thunderbolt for some more anti-air, and I just gave it ground tracking. Thunderbolt's an awesome flyer. It's a really, 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 really cool model, and it's, I feel like it's extremely good in the game. Yeah, what do you think, Freddy? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I love that shit. And today I've been raped by, by them <laughs> <laughs> on multiple occasions. <laughs> um, so then for the other thing that, that I think I don't see very much... Uh, uh, people don't take it with militia very often for whatever reason, but they're extremely cheap, and I like them a lot. I put five uh, solar or five Exola Sentinels in there with las cannons. You get five Sentinels for only with las cannons for only two hundred points, and they have yeah. outflank, so you can just come walking in from outflank and just blast somebody right in the side with five las cannons. I, I actually run five of them with las cannons. The only reason I took las cannons is because, uh, well, I had the old Steel Legion ones, but I, I really love them. I would. I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm torn between last cannons and missile launcher just for versatility. Especially if you're outflanking, you won't face that many front armors. Yeah. So, yeah. And you, you could also, yeah. Nah, so I'm, I'm definitely torn between last cannons and missile launchers. So. I was just trying to throw yeah. more anti-tank in his list because yeah. he went missile launcher on the fire team. Yeah. But, yeah. But it, way. then again, I have a, a maxed out uh, last cannon fire team as well. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I added those in. Um, that's just that's a cheap plastic kit you can get from any GW store. Then for heavy support, I kept your rapier the same, same battery, three quad mortars. Um, his Lehman Russ, because he's running just a stock Russ, what I would do is just add in a barrel extension, like stick something in the end or space it out and just make it a vanquisher. It's so much better than a standard Lehman Russ. Uh, an easy conversion is to just take another barrel and then just cut off the end and then make yeah. it twice as long. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all know that's how they, they do it. They yeah. Yeah, it, games are, yeah. Just make it longer. Right. And so in, just in, basically instead of running as a normal Rust, just running as a Vanquisher. Um, it's okay. it's very unique. I mean, being able to essentially shoot a Melt-A-Bomb 72 inches isn't something a lot of armies get to do. <laughs> um, just one of them? Yeah, well, that's what he had. That's what he has model-wise. And then um, for his second heavy support choice, it's his Lehman Rust Exterminator. Exactly like he has it there. Or that's his third heavy. 
And then um, I had uh, about 500 points left over, so I recommend going and grabbing you a Storm Sword Super Heavy Siege Tank, because who doesn't like uh, Strength 10, 10-inch, 10 AP1, Ignores Cover, Blast? It's like oh, a, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it. <laughs> and it's also the uh, one of the cheaper ones. It's only 485 points. <laughs> so, so that's the list. So, like it's cheaper than a Typhon. It's, 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 I don't understand. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, so it's anyway, the, the original cheese. So, like so that'll. Uh, I mean, that's obviously extremely good anti-infantry and anti-tank. And I'm into versatility. I look. I like to look for versatility in units like this. Will do more than one thing. So that no matter who you play in an army, you don't have to go buy a bunch of models to go, well, I want to play with my friend, but he plays this type of list, so I need to run and go buy this because I'm always getting creamed. You know what I mean? It kind of saves you money and gives you some versatility. So anyway, that's what I did. That's what I added in. So it uses all the models that he had in his list, and then I just changed his uh, gene crafted over and then added stuff like he asked. So Yeah, I like it. And I it mean. is uh, 24... 95. I like a lot. Not a lot left to buy. And you get to buy some cool Storm Sword. And yeah, Storm Sword, which is a plastic GW kit. The Sentinels. the Thunderbolt, the Sentinels, the Medicaid orderlies, and five more missile launchers. Well, he, he can easily convert Medicaid orderlies. Like what I did yeah. is I just grabbed, uh, you know, those uh, bike uh, bike bags on Space Marine bikes. Yes. The saddlebags. Yeah, the saddlebags, and I just put them on Marines, and then I just painted them like Medipacks. <laughs> put little little crosses on them, and you're good yeah, to go. Yeah, and then Bob, Bob's your fucking uncle. <laughs> uh, five points. Does he have melt bombs for his warlord? Uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, it's, the, it's on there. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, all right, damn. <laughs> 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 it's trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got one more. Last list on the list is going to be a a world eaters with allied word bearers. So as like evil as you can get, I can guess at this point. Uh, give me one second here. Okay, so he has. This comes from Mark. Mark says, "Hello, Michael and Ryan. Uh, let me first say thank you for hosting such an amazing podcast. I've recently started playing 30K after joining an Escalation League with Evan and Blake, who have both submitted lists you've talked about on the show in Iron Warriors, Alpha Legion, and Thousand Sons. Uh, the list building segment has been especially helpful to me as a new player, as is typical for me. I dove in head first and have been painting so much in the past two months." I've had eyelid spasms for a week. I've, I know those eyelid spasms. That's really, I'm very familiar with this. Uh, after painting up a small 1,500-point Pride of Legion list, I started thinking long-term and placed a few Forge World orders. This brings me to my current conundrum. Uh, attached to my 3,500-point list, which I'm having a hard time completing, I was wondering if you could help me fill the remaining points. I'm happy to swap in or out different units. I got the idea after reading Betrayer, which got me into 30K and chose my Legion for me. Uh, in that book, the Galvorbacks are really the only guys who keep up with the World Eaters, while the rest of the Word Bearers force sits behind the main battle lines, performing rites and rituals. This list reflects that dichotomy. Uh, World Eaters slamming in hard and fast with Word Bearers sitting on the objectives. Uh, so, it says, First Strike, Karn and Nine Butchers and Charybdis. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, whole Boloth and Nine Galvorbacks and a Charybdis. Gallon Serilac and 19 Inducta in a Charybdis. 
And then the <laughs> second strike is Death Blossom in a pod. So that's the Leviathan Dreadnought with the Twin Storm Cannons in, in a drop pod. Tactical Squad in Villas. Two Word Bear attacks and sit in the backfield, smearing blood everywhere, <laughs> which is what does they do. Uh, any idea which I should do with my remaining 355 points? My first thought was 10 plasma support in the Anvilas to follow the first strike assault and the second strike shooting. Uh, thanks very much for all you're doing for the community. I hope one day to make it out to Stiff. Uh, man, we hope you make it too. And let me go ahead and read his list off. So obviously he had Karn because that's part of the first strike. And he has a uh, Gorechild. And he's taking Gorechild. Uh, then he's got a Gallon Serlach. He's got Red Butchers, eight with have the second power axe. And nine. one with, oh, there's nine. That's the unit size. And unit one has two chain fists. Yeah. Then he's got a 19-man inductee squad with chain axes, Sergeant Meltabomb and chain axe. Then he's got a 10-man uh, tactical squad. Sergeant has a Meltabomb. Uh, then he's got an Ambulance Dreadclaw, a Charybdis, a Charybdis, a Leviathan Siege Dreadnought, with drop pod, two storm cannons, armored ceramite, and phosphex discharger, and the flamethrower titties. Uh, then he's got Hal Beloth. He's got nine Galvorbach. One has a power weapon. The sergeant has artificer armor, melt bombs, and power fist. Uh, then he's got two tactical squads, both ten man, and a Charybdis. So, Ryan, what did you do? This is very betrayer. Yes, the only thing I, uh, he may not know this, he may not have read the, the fluff in, or he may not have either listened to No No Fear yet or read the fluff in book five. And even if you do read the fluff in book five, it only infers it, it doesn't say it outright. But whole Beloth is dead by the time Betrayer <laughs> rolls around. So I took him out of the list because he just certain, he just absolutely doesn't make sense fluff wise. Plus, he was a, a total fucking idiot in the book anyway. Like, he's actually got good rules, which sucks. He's one of the better word-bearer characters, but he's a, an idiot in the story. And he uh, dies in a, a pretty humiliating uh, fashion in um, in No No Fear slash... Um, what's the... Nah, the um, the compilation book, something Cal. Mark of Cal. Mark of Cal. Um, so anyway, so I took him out. That was the only, like, complaint fluff-wise I had. Everything else, like, looked pretty good. So what I did, I, I kept Karn as his, uh, warlord there with, uh, Gorechild. I kept, uh, Gallon Serlach in there. I dropped the inductee squad down to 18, just so we had room for one more model. Um, and then I took, uh, the same 10 tactical marines he has with chain axes and bolt pistol. And then I took a eight-man uh, tactical support squad with flamers and chain axes. So they're the uh, Scalithrax pattern, like the uh, Tim from I of Horse likes so much. Um, then for elites, I took uh, nine red butchers. Uh, the Devoured has a chain fist and a thunder hammer. There's really no... It's the same points to do chain fist, thunder hammer than it is to chain fist. So I don't know why you wouldn't do Chain Fist Thunder Hammer because you're going to get the extra attack because they're both specialists and the Thunder Hammer gives you concussive. So you could use the Thunder Hammer against infantry and the Chain Fist against tanks. And you can't have like a weapon destroyed result on an infantry model. So there's no drawback to doing that. I get it, yeah. Plus your model looks cooler. I got that from... Um, I never really realized it. I didn't like look at the options close because I thought you had to do double. Like it was like 
you bought a pair of Thunder Hammers or bought a pair of Chain Fist. But <laughs> I... Um, Double Chain Fist. Uh, Hurricane Webster, the guy that we did all the World Ear list for, I noticed that he had his guy modeled that way. And I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, he caught on to something cool there. So that's where I got it from. You're welcome, all you World Eater players. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. So then I took, I also added in a base apothecary with Artificer Armor Chain Axe. And then for fast attack, I took um, two Anvilus Dread Pods. And then for heavy support, I took two Charybdis Assault Calls, just like he has there. And then for the third heavy support, I took a Leviathan with only one Storm Cannon and then gave it a Siege Drill so it has some close combat. And then Armored Ceramite, Phosphex Discharger, and Dreadnought Drop Pod. So just focusing on the Word Bearer thing, what I changed, or sorry, the World Eater thing, I, he now has two Apothecaries, so we can put Gallon Surlac and Karn in with the Red Butchers if he wants, because they're bulky, so they take up 18, and then um, they'll fit. Um, and then he could put the other Apothecary in with the Inducti, and they'll fit, so you have two units with Feel No Pain. Or you could put Karn and uh, Karn and the Apothecary with the Inductees, so they fill that up, and then you could put Gallon Surlac with the Red Butchers. But regardless of which way he does it, you have two units with Feel No Pain instead of only one, um, so it's going to make them tougher. Uh, then, I, like I said, I added in the Support Marines, and they go on their own Anvilus, so that was added in. And so there's that. And then for the Word Bearer side, I took out Holbaloth and put uh, Zardu Layak in. Zardu's just such a discount for what you get. Um, he is a level 2 Psyker. And he's a demon, so when he casts Malefic Demonology, he doesn't perils on doubles. He only perils on double sixes like a normal space wizard would. <laughs> um, so that's good. But the big thing he has is he is a compulsory troop choice that has Master of the Legion and all that that also um, has uh, Zealot. So he's going to make any unit he's attached to fearless, plus he gives them hatred, which is rerolls. So that's going to benefit the big Galvorback squad way more than Holbaloth would because what's more fun than 9 Galvorback? Uh, 9 Galvorback with Hatred and Fearless. So anyway, so Zardu replaces Holbaloth. His Galvorback squad I kept exactly the same. 9 Galvorback, the Dark Martyr with Artificer Armor Power Fist and one guy with a power weapon. I would run it as an axe. I got rid of the Melt Bombs on the Galvorback. When you have 5 Strength 10 Power Fist attacks you're never going to sacrifice that for a, a single Melt Bomb attack. So I wouldn't give you Melt Bombs. <laughs> um, then for troops I that's, just took that's a... That's a really good thing to point out. Yeah. <laughs> so for troops like I if took... If you have a chain at... Or you, Okay. Yeah. So for troops, I took uh, just 10 tactical guys and then bought them the extra close combat weapons. So they have bolter, uh, bolt pistol, uh, chainsword. And then the sergeant has artificer armor, power weapon, uh, bolter, bolt pistol, melt bombs. Um, and then for fast attack, I bought another anvilus. So they'll go in that anvilus. And then um, for heavy support, uh, this the word bearer side has the charybdis. So basically what I did, I upped him from five pods that he originally had up to seven. So now he's going to get four turn one instead of three. So now he's going to get the Leviathan and three Charybdises turn one. <laughs> so he'll have a Charybdis with uh, nine red butchers with Gallon Surlac giving him feel no pain. 
a Leviathan and a drop pod, 18 inductees with Karn and an apothecary giving them feel no pain, Zardu Layak, and nine Galvorback and a Charybdis coming in. So that's all turn one. And then turn two, uh, what stays in reserve is uh, eight guys with flamers and chain axes and bolt pistols, uh, and then ten uh, world eater tactical guys with chain axes, bolt pistol, and then ten word bearer tacticals with uh, chain sword, bolt pistol, and bolter. And that's pretty much it. And all the guys that are uh, so what is that? It's three Charybdises three anviluses and a dreadnought drop pod and so it's pretty much just coming in the the same strike as he was doing anyway right it's just it's getting the leviathan into the first wave and then putting all your because you'll have three it puts the three scoring units in the second wave so that you can you can bring that in later on right so the first wave because it'll be inductee galvorback and red butchers none of that scores so it's all really nasty and hard-hitting but it also will absorb all the enemy firepower and let you whittle it down, and you're not really losing any scoring potential. And that's going to be your push, and then it allows you to bring in your ambulances more for objective grabbing. Later in the game, when there, it's it's more obvious what objectives you need to, you right. need to jump on. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's... And then there's no flyers in here, but for anti-air, like three Charybdises, it's almost going to be impossible to kill. And then when they go into flight mode, each one shoots ten strength six twin link shots. Because it all fires forward when you rotate it up on the flight stand. And flies. And flies. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be good anti-flyer. So they have sky fire, and you're going to unload everything that you need. Yeah. And then for anti-tank on the ground, he doesn't really have any shooting anti-tank, but the between the strength 10 power fist on the uh, Galvorbat guys and the Red Butchers with uh, the the Chain Fist Thunder Hammer guy, the Melt Bombs on all the sergeants, um, and Karn with um, his uh, Gore Child with Armor Bane. Like, it's enough to, like, get into close combat and all that to get all their Armor 14 stuff. And then any of the lighter armored stuff that's only 10 or 11 on the back, you have so many chain axe attacks and just crack grenade attacks and everything else, you'll just punch it to death. It makes sense, dude. It makes sense. It sounds like a... Uh, very brutal list, but it's also pretty fluffy because he also is taking the... Yeah. So what do you think, Michael? I mean, just on, like, two things for, like, a fluff point. If you're going, like, full-on betrayer mode, I mean, it's a it's a shit thing, but, like, maybe drop Gorchard off Khan because he hasn't finished building it yet oh, in betrayer. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the cut is pretty shit, and no one's going to begrudge you for taking Gorchard because <laughs> it's amazing. And it completely changes up, like what he's capable yeah, of doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, he becomes 20 great. Po 20 like, points to make him worth taking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I mean, um, the other thing that... So, the Scalathrax pattern uh, support squad is, like, awesome. And, like... But there's also the... I think it's the Varric Jarl in Betrayer, which is, like, Argyltal's boys who are dedicated to protecting, like, uh, Sireni. Sireni, yeah. And they're the guys who run around on ships with flamers and stuff as well. Yep. So, you could swap the World Eaters flamer squad over to be a uh, word bearer one, one. Just, for, just for something different and cool to do. The only problem with that is he's already used this fast attack slot for uh, the, the ambulance there. Yeah, 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 right on. Because yeah, I was planning on doing that, distributing yeah. it different, but the, I had to go the other way. Yeah, but I mean, like, just paint them word bearers and take them as world eater. It'll be all right. Like, no, nah, that'd be too confusing. <laughs> but I mean, like, three Charybdis coming down turn one with the Leviathan as well. Like, that's just monstrous. 
Well, you and the it. fact that it's <laughs> Gal Horback with Zardu yeah. in one, and then Red Butchers with Galat Zerlak in another, and then 18 and Ducti with Karn and a uh, normal Apothecary. Like, trying to kill all that is going to yeah. be... I mean, like, I have I have had enough trouble killing, like, five Galvorback or five Red Butchers, let alone, like, ten in your deployment, turn one, before you've had a chance to do anything. Like, that's just going to do all sorts of nasty things. Well, this, is also, this is also 3,500, though, yeah. so, like, you're going to have some nasties at your, of your own right. at 3,500. Yeah, but I mean, like, unless, you, so like, unless you're rocking, like, a Titan or something with a D weapon and you get that lucky six, the, the Charybdis is still jinking and ignoring half the shots you're putting into them. You still have to put five hole points through on them. It's probably night fighting potentially, so they're long range stuff. It's got like a three up jink and all mm. just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, painful to say the least. And especially because uh, those red butchers have their reroll charge distance, so you can drop their ambulus further back and reliably get a longer charge if you want to keep that night fighting result or something. Yeah. So, because they have like a, a stupidly reliable threat range out of those things. It's just mental. Mm. Yep. So anyway, that's what I came up with. That sounds fun. <laughs> it def definitely sounds I, like a... I'm sure there's people out there going, oh, this is so... Uh, but like you said, it's 3,500 points. Like, to me, like, once you go over 3,000 points, like, everything's fair game. Like, break out the cheese. Like, You're gonna there's not going to be any event that it plays that much unless it's a mega battle or something like today, and that's when you play crazy stuff like that. Uh, we play 4,000 points once a month back home. So, uh... Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, boys. Uh, I I don't know. I like it. It it sounds pretty fluffy, especially if you bring in some of the the fluff that Michael's talking about. Drop Gorchild, but at, at thirty five hundred, do you really want to go without Gorchild? Like, just don't take. Well, part I just of that took it. Now. Like he doesn't. He just said he read Betrayer and liked that theme. He wasn't saying it was supposed to be specifically Armatura. So oh. Karn could have had the axe. The, re the reason I got rid of Helboloth is because he's dead. He dies before the Word Bearers and World Eaters team up. Mm. Because if you read the book, when they attack Kalf, the Word Bearers show up before the World Eaters because they hang back destroying shit, and they're not even there. And he dies on Kalf before they're actually ever conjoined. Gotcha. So that was the reason I dropped him. But that's it on the list. That's it for list, man. Uh, so we're going to help these guys clean up their cleanup all around us. It looks kind of shitty <laughs> like watching them do it. So uh, we're going to go get them cleaned up. Uh, Freddie the Swede, thank you for hopping on the podcast. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> definitely thank you. Michael John, thank you for hopping on. No worries. Uh, I feel like we should have you on a lot more. <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're very knowledgeable on your, uh, your fluff building. Yeah. So, uh, but we're going to go ahead and uh, drop you guys into a musical break, and we will jump over to some voicemails, and uh, Ryan will be in his hotel room, and it'll be a completely different sound. So uh, hopefully this uh, you'll hear some cool music coming up. Yep. We'll go pick it out for you guys. All right. Y'all have a good one.
right, guys, welcome back. And now we, now we're out of the venue, out of the loudness that is the venue. Hopefully, that wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was going to be too loud. So, but I think we had some awesome guests on, and uh, I don't think we would have just. I don't think we would have been able to hear these voicemails inside that venue hall with all those people talking. So maybe at the end. But. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious how the episode sounds. Like, if we can hear everybody, if the background noise is bad, you know. I, Have you listened listen to any of it? I haven't listened to any of it, but uh, but I was monitoring the sound, and it sounded like like when announcers are like at a basketball game or something. You know, like you can hear stuff okay. going in the background, but it's like unintel like it's, you can't really hear what it is, what's going on. So. Hopefully that's it's it's cool. Hopefully it's cool. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't piss anybody off and like, like I can't hear this garbage. I don't know what's happening. So <laughs> I doubt it. People understand. Isn't that most of our episodes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What is this garbage? <laughs> Just shut it down. Shut it all down. Why do they talk more about tenderloins than thirty k? <laughs> so. We have some voicemails for you guys. Uh, we actually have one, two, three, four voicemails for you guys. And so let's play. Let's find out what's going on. Let's do it. <clears throat> let's see. It's actually neither Tim nor Michael from Eye of Horus. It's Michael John, who's just a Australian guy. That's a cool dude. He's a badass pastry chef from Sydney, Australia. And he did have Mexican food. He had enchiladas uh, last night. So I didn't ask him what he thought about them, but I do know that Freddie the Swede had his menu, 
at the Mexican food restaurant and he was looking at it and he goes, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Like, I don't know what the fuck to order. Like, what is all this? And like pretty, like <laughs> pretty's like enchiladas are a safe bet. Get you some enchiladas. And I did see that both Michael and Freddie's plates were cleaned up. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping that they enjoyed it. And then they did get to try fajitas. Like that was, that was a new thing for, for them, you know? Don't get a lot of fajitas yep. where they're from. But those were made by my family. They weren't really made by a restaurant. So <clears throat> there's a little bit more love in them than you'd normally get. So, yeah. They got that beautiful Tex-Mex. Uh, touching back on Camp Heresy, though. Like, after spending all... like. After spending so much time, like, during Stiff 3, like, hanging out with all the guys and stuff like that, like, you could tell that a lot of people did want the structured gameplay and tournament, but I think probably the best thing to have at, that we had at Stiff 3 was that second day of kind of, like, chill gaming and stuff like that, and, like, everybody hanging out, and everybody going to Buffalo Wild Wings and just, like, chilling out with each other and talking, bullshitting, you know, meeting all these guys from the heresy. But you could do both. If you if you had a heresy camp exactly. with multiple days, you could have one day of event and then the other ones hang out days or even do uh, events on every day, but just have like where, you, you know, there's other things to do besides the event. That's what I was thinking. Like, see, I think ideally the way it would work is it would be three days of heresy gaming, right? And then yep. what we would have is we'd have tracks you could sign up for like, and we just have different people running them. Like, you know, maybe have like three people running each track. And then if you're like, you know what, Saturday, I want to be in this tournament or I want to be in this narrative event or, you know, I want to be in this zone mortalis event on, you know, Saturday morning. Like you could do all that. You could sign up for all that. But in the, like in between of where there's no games going on or anything, you could just, you know, be hanging out with all the dudes who, you know, enjoy heresy or you get some like free games in, or you can, you know, go chill at the bonfire, <laughs> you know, like, like all the stuff. Like I really liked to, like, I, of course I didn't get to play any games this weekend, but I did like so much enjoy hanging out with all the dudes afterwards. Like all the, you know, people talking heresy, uh, the last night, me, Michael John, Freddie the Swede, uh, Alec Peters, and Barth. We went to like uh, Tejanita, the Mexican food restaurant, and then after that, we went to a bar and we were just hanging out, drinking, and you know, just uh, just you know, talking about common interest. And you know, we just do like I could not explain like how insane this conversation that I'm having in a bar. We're like we're drinking uh, like bourbon and cokes, and it's like me and Michael John talking to Alec about how uh, Mon technically like we're, we're talking about his drop pod and everything like that, and like we're having this like ridiculously com- long conversation about Raven Guard with, with Alec Peters, and like it was just I was like I could never have this conversation like in just any some random bar, so I don't know, man. Like it it was like. I think Camp Heresy would be so much fun because you wouldn't have to go anywhere and you just be right there, like ready to. Right. Obviously. The only thing with running events and having multiple tracks would be the people running it wouldn't get to enjoy the camp. Well, the, the, so see, if the way you I did th- it. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so what I was thinking is like, if you volunteer to run the track, like just uh, don't uh, don't expect to like play every you know, like you're not well, like. What you, I would do is just have it. Say it was three days. Just have uh, a different event on each day, and don't ha- let like one person like one person runs the event or a couple people run the event on day one. And then different people do day two, and then different people do day three. That way, it's rotated out, and everybody gets a chance to play games. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, get different people in there to to run the event, like for the different days. Like that, that's a, you're, that's exactly where I was. I was thinking as well. Okay. Like, uh, like if if you, I mean, but if you want to run an event all three days, like if you're like a, you know, I just want to run the events, then we totally let that person in there. But, like, if I was going, I'd probably run, like, an event on, like, Friday night or something like that. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to chill and, like, maybe play in an event or, you know, just go chill at the bonfire or jump in a pool or something. So, Camp Heresy, man, like, I did not think that this would be a real thing until, you know. I get somebody new every day tells me this has to happen. The guy, Jason Hall... The guy that got Josh to punch me in the nuts or hit me, slap me in the nuts, whatever you want to call it. Oh, Pat. Yeah. Whatever. Um, he he was like, if this doesn't happen, I'll be upset. We keep getting messages on our Facebook page that's like, heresy camp needs to happen. We're getting voicemails now that it needs to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think it has to happen at this point. I mean, we've had... I mean, if just the people that have told us it needs to happen came, that would be half the people probably. <laughs> well, the initial number that we needed to get to make it happen was 50. Like, we had 50 oh, yeah, people. Oh, yeah, we got like, like, we had 50 people at Stiff. I think, so. I, think, I think 100 is easy. I really do. I think 100 is easy. Like, we had 50 people at Stiff, and I think, like, 40 of them were from Texas. So, like, it would... I don't know. Uh, it it's more logistics needs to happen, but like I think I think it's is definitely going to be something that's possible. And, and by the way, sorry everybody, if like I just suddenly got louder because <laughs> I probably did. I think my cat had like turned down my on the mixer when she was coming down, so I just saw that and fixed it. So if I'm blasting your ear, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get louder, Ryan? I feel like you know I definitely would have gotten louder. Yeah, you were end. quiet even to me. You were you were quiet to me, but I mean not substantially louder. Just where I kind of had to strain to hear you, and now I can hear you well. Okay, okay, I'll fix it in post. <clears throat> fix it with your cyber thirgy. With the cyber thirgy. So yeah, stiff camp, man. We'll we'll. I'm gonna have to get with you, man. We're gonna have to like really sit down and like break this out how it's gonna work. Because I feel like you would know like best like how to make sure this runs smoothly. So why me? <clears throat> because you get to run events on me. Your brain, I like it's like putting things in the Kimmel Pewter. I've I've slowly learned that <laughs> you can you could put more than just lists inside the Kimmel Pewter. <laughs> I've uh, I did run two similar things at my house on a much smaller scale. Yeah, so, I'll just. Uh, uh, it was thirty. I think I had thirty-five people at my house. Good. Or maybe it was twenty-five. Twenty-five. We'll just scale up from there, then. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I learned lessons from the first one, you know, to the second one. So, yeah, I mean, I have some ideas of things like do's and do's and don'ts. <laughs> well, we'll touch base on that, man. We'll talk about it. We'll get to the okay. Probably ask the uh, the Patreon chat what they'd want to see. I feel like we get a lot we'll of do that too. We get like so much good good uh, advice from those guys. So. Yep, for sure. So, anyway, let's go into this next voicemail. Let's hear it. Hey guys, it's AJ from uh, Victoria, BC, Canada. Uh, I'm just listening about this idea about stiff camp, and I am so down. Please don't get June 15th because I'm getting married in 2018, all right? Any other weekend than that, I'm definitely down. <laughs> okay. So there's another stiff camp uh, supporter there. Just can't have it on his, uh, yeah. his wedding day. So it's fair enough. Don't do it on June 15th. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This is a not so drunken stupor call to the RFI hotline for Tim. Uh, this is Sean from Parents of the Wallet. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be uh, known till later on or not, but uh, there may never be an RFI stiff Twitch or, t- yeah, it's a Twitch, Twitch channel because Jack Delarosa <laughs> decided to put it all live on on the TV today. <laughs> Just had him popping in front of the table while people were playing. Uh, hopefully people noticed that the little baby brain was hanging out of the zipper. But uh, it was good times. Good times. So, yeah, just like we discussed, uh, there's a little baby brain out on the table. And... <laughs> That's John Carlo just reaffirming that that happened, even though he was on the podcast earlier. I think he had that voicemail before we recorded. Yeah, the yeah. other day. So that's John Carlo from the Heresy or Not podcast. Uh, <laughs> so we talked to Barth during uh, <laughs> during like dinner, and we're like, "Hey, did you know that yeah. Zach's nut was out?" And, da, 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 da. and Barth is like, "Like." next to me like it was out like barth is like what he's like was i bending <laughs> was i bending over around it trying to get check on his sight he's like like why did anybody tell me it was so fucking funny i was cracking up <laughs> barth is like it was just out like what uh. is that a dude <laughs> <laughs> is that a dude yeah exactly is he just there uh. Hey guys, uh, this is Will from Dallas. I'm a new listener and I'm sort of skipping around through uh, some of the older episodes, uh, trying to play catch up. I was just listening to episode 42 and y'all talking about dice juju and, and whether or not people can touch your dice. And I really love that whole uh, idea of, you know, don't even keep, don't break eye contact and still seize the initiative. <laughs> um, it'd be a memorable thing. And I wanted to share a memorable dice incident similar to that with you. Um, 
this particular mission, uh, it was an APOC mission, in this particular mission there was warp effects going, and on this turn, the warp effect was everybody re-rolls ones, anytime a one comes up, you re-roll it. And uh, one side was going through this warp rift, which was dangerous terrain, and they weren't bothering to, to check their, uh, their dangerous terrain tests. And a guy called him out on it. Well, this guy that called him out on it is notorious for rolling ones just all the time. And they're like, oh, you know, it, it's re-rollable ones. What are the odds that you're going to roll two ones in a row? It's not even something to worry about. And he says, no, it can happen. Grabs up, uh, he uses full-size casino dice, uh, so it makes it even more impressive when he does this. Picks <laughs> it up, lobs it into the air. While uh, the first die is in the air, grabs the second die, lobs that one into the air. It come, The first one comes down, one. The second one comes down, one. He says, there, see, you can roll two ones in a row. That is still one of the most memorable uh, dice calls I've ever seen in my life, and it was just epic and awesome. Anyway, love the show. Um, so glad I got turned on to it, and uh, you have a great day. <laughs> dude, that dude has a that boner till this wizard, day. Sir. <laughs> that guy's a wizard, sir. Burn him at the stake. He's a wizard. <laughs> he goes, look, you can roll two ones. Clack, clack. Just like that. <laughs> Man, dude, that guy that guy needs to be on t shirts. Like that's nuts. Like I can I've seized on people, you know, with the whole looking them in the eye thing, but that double one in a row with casino dice. Not even like some chess X fucked up dice. This is just straight up like weighted right. Like that's insane. It's uh, funny. I'm pretty sure somebody will call in and tell us what the odds of that happening are. So <laughs> that was me hinting at somebody to leave a voicemail about what those odds are. <clears throat> we don't need any math nerds. Yeah, we do. They're out there. They enjoy stuff like this. They're out there. So, but yeah, that's it for voicemails, man. That's going to be it for this episode. Uh, I guess you're back in, uh, back in town getting ready for Adepticon, huh? Yep, already got uh, one Black Shield Marauder Sergeant done, and I'm batch painting two guys at once right now. Um, I got, because my black isn't actually black, I paint it black and then dark gray and then highlight with gray and then do a Nuln Oil wash. So it's a process. So I'm about ready to throw the Nuln Oil on these guys to finish the black on them. And then I'm going to go home and start on yet another guy and bring him up to at least this level before I go to bed and then try to finish all three of these guys tomorrow. And then only have two guys left to do on Wednesday so that I can get them done before we come to Adepticon. Fan-fucking-tastic, dude. Worst case, Thursday night in the hotel room, I'll finish it in. Uh, that's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> yeah. Just, just take your little your little light with you. You'll be all right. I don't I don't want to because I you know when I get there I want to just hang out with you guys and go eat and do all that shit. I don't want to be trapped in the hotel room painting guys. So hopefully that doesn't come to that. <laughs> I almost didn't make it back. I told you before we recorded this, so our listeners know I. Fucking went to the wrong airport. So this is what happens when you're from 
a small Midwestern place that has one fucking airport, and you go to, to a major metropolitan area that has three airports. <laughs> and just so you know, when you buy a, a plane ticket round trip to Houston, apparently sometimes you fly into one airport and fly out from a different airport, which I didn't realize. So this morning, I drove to the wrong airport, only to find out it was the wrong airport, and then had to panic, go panic mode and drive 47 minutes all the way across Houston to a different airport to then fly out from that one. And I made my flight by like five minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. <laughs> That's so bonkers. Jesus <laughs> Like, And we um, had that big, long conversation about me while I was this hotel for really cheap, and it's only three minutes from the airport. <laughs> that is correct, sir. It is three minutes from the wrong airport. That is 47 minutes from the real airport. So you're really... <laughs> Could you imagine if you didn't get the hotel and you just left at like three in the morning like you were planning and then like showed up at the wrong airport? Like what? <laughs> like... Well, that's the thing. I wouldn't have... D- the reason it worked out was because when I... The only reason I knew... Because I didn't make it too... Like, to to the airport like i i basically was at the hotel three minutes from the other airport so i'm saying i went to the other airport i didn't actually like pull up to the airport i did go to the rental car place at that airport but what happened the reason i found out is because when i put in the return address for the rental car it said 47 minutes away and i'm like what the hell i'm like no it's not it's right up the road so i drove like the you know 0.3 0.3 miles up the road or whatever to the other rental car place. And they're like, Oh no, you need to go to this other one. And I'm like, then it took me a while to figure out that I was at the wrong airport basically. <laughs> Fuck. So if I would have left from, uh, your place and drove up here, I would have just put that address in and I, you know, I wouldn't have known which one I was driving to driving from, you know, Victoria. So yeah, it actually would have been better because I believe hobby is closer to Victoria than Bush. Yeah, it is. So, there's that. <laughs> so anyway, I made it. I made it back. I'm painting black shields. I hope to be ready for Adepticon with some sweet black shield action. So, well, I wish you luck, dude. Wish you the most luck that any co-host could wish his other co-host. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Me, me and Freddie. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You and Freddie, the super podcast duo. Me and Freddie, we exchanged gifts, so we are officially uh, teammates now. He made it over here, so the curse is broken uh, so far. (laughs) It almost wasn't. He almost got deported, but he didn't. So um, as long as we can make it a couple days and they make it up there, the curse will be broken. So hopefully Freddie can break the curse of uh, me being involved in team events that fall on their face. <laughs> you should have seen Freddie like questioning because he wanted to wear his sword around. And like Zach was like, no, you can't wear your sword on your hip. He goes, why? He goes, cause it's illegal. You can't carry a sword around. He goes, you guys can carry guns on y'all's hips, but y'all can't have swords. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we don't really get it either. <laughs> it's just like, you just can't like, <laughs> He's like, Texas is weird. (laughs) (laughs) 
it helps having Zach uh, being a cop where you can run things by him before you do it. Like he's like, yeah, I just want to put my sword on my belt. Nah, you can't do that. You can't walk around like that. Wait, you guys can open carry, but I can't have a sword on my hip. Nah, bro. <laughs> I don't know Yeah, why. you should petition the governor. There's only like six laws in Texas, like Joe Rogan says. You can own tigers and shit. You should petition the government to allow you to open carry swords if you want. <laughs> yeah, why are people so like anti-sword around here? Yeah. Swords don't kill people. People kill people. <laughs> Swordism is bullshit in Texas. Weaponism. Well, you'd have to classify certain ones as assault swords with extended <laughs> hilts. No, it's just a semi-sword. It's not a bad... It's a semi-sword. This is a, this is a full auto sword. This is a... Yeah. This, what do they call it? A sporterized sword. Like there's Sporterized. <laughs> only one side This sharp. one's been... This is a California legal sword. It's just a fucking hilt with no blade. <laughs> <laughs> with two and a half inch blade. <clears throat> so, anyway. I do want to shout out that Michael John, the guy that came from Sydney, he will be at Adepticon, and then he's going to Boston, New York, New Orleans, and then San Francisco. So, yes. if you're a 30K player in any of those areas, I think uh, I think you should probably reach out, guys. He's a cool dude, yep. man. We hung out with him. Like, he's a badass dude. So, like, show him some of that uh, American hospitality and see if he wants to get a game in while he's looking. I think he's mostly going for, like, pastry chef stuff because he's a badass pastry chef. But I do think that, like, if you were to reach out to him and be like, hey, would you like to get a game in in San Fran? He'd be like, yeah, I'm game. I'm in. But in an yep. Australian accent. <clears throat> also, he's Australian, so allure him with beer. Tell him you'll buy him beer. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure he'll be game regardless. <laughs> so, all right. So, I guess that concludes it for this episode. Yep. So, for everybody who will eventually send us a message on Facebook asking us what our email address is, it is uh, Michael at Warhammer30k.com and Ryan at Warhammer30k.com. Thank you to all of our our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you for not being mad at us at this episode being a little bit late because, you know, we had shit we were doing, but... I think they were all understanding on that one. Um, also, we owe them a break the glass, but we're just going to have to wait till after Adepticon, but we'll get it. And, we'll record like two back-to-back them or something. Yeah, and we have a pretty badass break the glass pro- like prepared for you guys. Like I think I think we're uh like now that like I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like we have high hopes for it, and I think we have a, a pretty good example of of what we want to do with it. So anyway, more on that later. Yep. <clears throat> so anyway, I'll go ahead and uh, close out. We're going to bounce out guys. Check us on our Facebook. You'll have a good one. See you guys later.
die.